0: Hello one and all, and welcome to Weekly Manga Recap. It is January the 25th of 2023. I am Nick, here with Quinn, and it's a manga day because it's a middle of the week day. Hump day, some would say. Yeah, Yeah. people do say that. A lot. Uh, Quite frequently. Where the camel
1: from the Progressive or Geico commercials showed up?
0: Quinn. Of course it was (laughs) of course it was guy I don't know.
1: Like insurance companies pound (laughs) for pound have to be the one that spend the most on insurance because like Mm -hmm. every major uh like insurance company has like a branded style of of uh like commercials like Allstate has the mayhem and State Farm has JK Simmons and the Little Song and then like the new one is, I don't even remember the name of the company, which I guess is the ding against them. But their whole gimmick is like, we don't have catchy jingles. And I'm like, you probably should because I don't remember your name. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I remember State Farm because da dun, 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 dun. And you guys have nothing. You just have a guy who's supposed to be like an, an anti-mascot, which nobody loves, you know?
0: yeah i don't even know what you're oh. talking about so i guess that that proves your point so farmer yeah. sorry not state farm i know that farmers yeah
1: state farm has what i guess is apparently the super attractive guy everyone's like jake from state farm super hot i've never quite seen it but you know teach our
0: the new jake right the uh the one who's like actually yeah actor. i assume. Yeah, there was apparently a thing where, like, um, the guy who was originally, like, it's Jake from State Farm. He was actually, like, a State Farm representative who won a contest to be in the video, in the commercial. And it just proved really iconic. And then they had to, like, replace him because, like, he's not that, an actor, so he can't keep on being in the commercial That must have
1: been like, I'm about to get flow money and never work another fucking day of my life.
0: <laughs> All right, Jake, get back to work.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, there's very few gigs out there that I envy as much as Flow from Progressive, where it's like, I don't know, every like two to three months you have to go in and film a crappy commercial, and apparently that
0: pays enough mm-hmm.
1: that you don't really have to do anything else.
0: Some commercials can pay well, yeah. Nick, guys, we have manga to talk about today. Some of it i'm looking very much mm-hmm. forward to talking about some of it really not <laughs> <I'm good laughs> but that is uh that's that that that's the, that's the uh the burden that we've uh, saddled ourselves with is that it's not always good times here in the podcast talkie show thing where we talk about manga stuff
1: sometimes we have to talk about the crud you know get that get that gunk off the yeah.
0: shoes so to speak Although it's, it's not going to happen as as much now that we're currently not going to be reading Eden Zero, which, by the way, that's going to be an update for some people. If you didn't watch the Q&A episode last time, this is not a choice. This is not a decision that we made. Uh, this is a matter of uh, Kodansha's contract with uh, the translation and Cybopub uh, arrangements that it had uh, expired. Did not get reworked. Uh, and so there is currently no simul pub of Eden Zero, as well as a bunch of other Kodansha series that were being published through the various different uh, places you could read them. So you can't legally read new chapters of Eden Zero in English right now. And as on this show, we like to support the official release of series that we do week to week. We don't like to say, oh, hey, you know, we're pirating this. It's it's like, no, we, we get it from this source or these sources and stuff. And for Eden Zero, that doesn't exist right now. Uh, there will probably come a time at some point in the future where we will return to Eden Zero in some capacity, depending on... If or when that contract gets reworked so that uh, Heroes series gets uh, published in English uh, simultaneously, uh, we might, you know, do a catch-up thing in order to get, you know, do a bunch of chapters at once. Or if it's not until after the series finishes, maybe we will do it as like a kind of semi recommendation or something uh, of some kind, just as a conclusion to it. Cause we have been following it since day one and uh, it would kind of suck if we just yeah. stopped right here. So, uh, no Ian e zero this week or for the foreseeable definite
1: hiatus we'll as scary things like mm-hmm. to sometimes say, uh, yeah uh stay tuned i you know you never know what'll happen around the corner but you know maybe something will come in to to fill that gap or or something like that maybe we take recommendations uh but yeah i think we were all surprised that we are no longer discussing about eden zero not because it got too horny or too full of butts or anything like that it's uh just (laughs) like most things it came down to licensing and contracts so you know what are you gonna do
0: why did Weekly Manga Recap stop covering Eden Zero for the most boring reason you can imagine? <laughs> if we made it imagine. through the
1: ass bomb, we were gonna make it through everything. So yeah,
0: we we were we were ride or die. <laughs> I was away. gonna well, say I am or die, not die dying we were... for
1: Eden Zero. <laughs>
0: We were tied in. We were tied up in the back seat and ready to go all over the edge. Uh, we were resigned to that fate, and then it turns out, nope, the yeah, car has stalled. The so I guess we're done. Uh, if going it
1: helps, around. I have uh, followed along with what's been happening since we have uh, been unable to cover it, and we have missed absolutely nothing. <laughs> so nothing.
0: <laughs> Maybe you mean after those those action packed chapters where they i don't know got back together and really boring <laughs> they all remembered and- <laughs> they knew each other very easily
1: yeah so yeah,
0: that. yeah, that's kind
1: of where they're still at right now Ooh, but uh, i don't want to spoil anything you know there's stuff you know, know there's machinations at work but we have so many more manga to talk about we have like
0: an absurd amount yes we've got well, more than a dust still so let's get into it and uh, we're gonna kick things off with my hero academia chapter 378 Oh, but this, the chapter title is a bit of a spoiler. Oh, sense, sense okay. Sense for the uh, last time we found out that La Brava was working with the good guys, uh, had managed to hack into Skeptic's system, uh, and just as things were looking really, really bad for the heroes. And uh, we kick, we pick up right where we left off there. With her hacking into skeptic stuff, and uh, does she just kind of like casually mentions that there was one time when she got into Feel Good Ink server? Yes, it's feel it's called Feel Good Ink. I thought Whatever. it wasn't like an open secret, uh, or
1: it wasn't like a hidden secret or anything like that. That skeptic was clearly based off of the gorilla's character design.
0: He does have that. It's the aesthetic, yeah. Look, so yeah. Uh, and she's like, yeah, there was one time I hacked into your guy's site and replaced all the ads with, with something else. Anyway, I'll do that again to you now, and just spams it, and he's just completely bewildered by all this, and he's, th- and, uh, yeah. Uh, he's com- doesn't really know what to do, uh, but he kind of runs off somewhere to try and, 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 and go to a different place so that she can't hack into that one, which I don't know, it feels like it's not gonna work very well. I mean, you know, Information travels faster than some random dude's legs, but whatever. He's going to try and still can't have the system. In the meantime, uh, they still have the problem that UA is plummeting from the sky, and uh, while Labrava is trying to reboot the systems and and work on it, she doesn't seems like she's going to be in time. So, uh, and uh, Sukoshi is kind of like overseeing her while this is is happening. And he kind of like starts to do that really big ominous build up to like oh a big reveal, which I mean you can kind of see it coming but what's going to happen because Labrava no. is there, but <laughs> uh, Shigaraki and Deku are still fighting uh, while everyone who else who is on the UA floating station uh, is trying to recover from everything that has happened to it, including all of the Twices appearing through the portal uh monoma and Aizao are still overwhelmed by it and Manuel. let's not forget him he's super important he's also there uh also the the, the pilots kind of forgot they're on their way but Can't they're coming them. to yeah the star star and stripes pilots they're on the way and one of them sees something and goes wait who's that and, oh man it's a guy with puffy stripy pants who could it possibly be it's, 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 it's gentle. It, it's, it's, I mean, it, it it's goes to show gentle.
1: though. I feel like how some of the series can like lack silhouettes where when I first saw this image, I was like, Oh, all for one's here already. That was quick. Cause it was just like a fucking, it was a <laughs> motherfucker flying. And I was like, I ah, That's all, all for one really does. He doesn't have his stupid mask anymore. So I was like, who is that from far away? And then I went to the next page and I was like, "Ah, oh, I get it now.
0: Also his mantle's a little bit kind of ripped and kind of mangly so uh gentle is also a little bit less recognizable but he's still got that mustache that's even what that's, also, that's what we really should nice.
1: have had the silhouette from it should have been a shot of the mustache well it Just should have the been mustache. Like, <laughs> a, like a close-up of the mustache and i'd have been like gentle
0: yeah it is 100 his most it. distinguishing yeah. feature you're right uh yeah so gentle is is has arrived in, on the case and apparently he's working with tsukauchi uh La Brava is love struck and is like, You got this. And uh Gentle says, Yeah, I mean I, I owe the boy this. Now, so Nick, it's like, did uh-huh. we did
1: we cover that he gets apprehended, skeptic, by all these important characters?
0: <laughs> we can't oh, forget yeah, this. Right. The uh, num-
1: the ninth most popular character like two years ago is included in that shot. Like this is this is like right. a good uh, way to Earth- show you why this character was so popular because of moments like this.
0: Right, Mad Dog, who was the, the, the dog guy who was most important in the arc with Gentle, so I guess it's, it kind of makes sense okay. that he is here. And Ms. Joke, that girl, the, the teacher from the other school that kind of hung out with Izawa during one this, and um, Avalanche, <laughs> uh, the X-Men villain, uh, that they, they're all here. Yeah, yeah. There's... Literally, I... I didn't even realize that they were there to capture Skeptic when I read this chapter, because I was just like, look, why do I care about this gentle
1: I admit gentle does overshadow the moment monumentally. I did have to stop, though, because I was like, who is that boy? Because, like, he just has (laughs) the very vague aesthetics of a character. And I was like, I know him from something, but nothing about this is ringing a bell until I was like, Is he that dude, like that featureless dude who was like ninth on a character popularity poll two years ago for a reason nobody can quite identify? (laughs) So he got to be included in the stinky Deku arc to be saved or something like that. That was like his big like, I'm back, gang.
0: Right. He did. He did show up briefly in that arc. Yes. Yes. So we get a flashback at this point now uh, because as it turns out when Tartarus was busted open and all the criminals were let loose and we you know saw all the villains that that were now freed uh that gentle was among those who were jailbroke but uh he actually tried to stop the other villains and and point out like hey you you don't do you really want to do this you know go around causing chaos and causing more problems and of course you know he's he's not you know a real villain at at heart so of course this attempt to uh entreat to people's sympathies and stuff uh didn't didn't work out so well um and now but gentle is now determined he wants to show people a bright future for once and make a big positive difference and so he's here in the present to save everyone's asses and um there is a very sweet moment between him and Labrava where they, where they you know, have been separated from each other and apparently the first thing that Gentle did was he went and, you know, turned himself over to the police and just said, look, I just want to see Labrava and, and help out. And uh, their reunion has apparently made Labrava's love for Gentle even stronger. So now he's super, super strong when he gets her love boost. And he makes a giant trampoline to save the f- the falling base.
1: It's the best. <laughs> it is an extremely <laughs> awesome two page spread of the balance the big giant trampoline spring uh i love like his his like facial hair is like going super saiyan like that's how much power is being manifest in this moment is it's like flaming uh and it's it's just a very sweet moment uh to to see this all come full circle
0: um yeah and it's a it's also cool that deku like he doesn't see gentle but when he realizes there's a massive trampoline stopping the base he realizes that gentle is there Yeah, and he was doing
1: yeah. something to save deku who was the person who ultimately took him down but showed him the right way of doing things it's, it's pretty awesome also can't really understate how crazy it is that single-handedly he took down an entire prison worth of criminals (laughs) like like i almost kind of want like if you were gonna write a light novel about anything in any kind of manga that you were like this is canon like i'm not gonna read it but i would definitely read gentle versus an entire prison
0: (laughs) and a prison to stop (laughs) because he wants to be a good guy
1: now and you're like that's fucking awesome like i
0: and that was apparently without yeah. lebrava backing him up like jesus dude uh but it's not over yet because hey shigaraki doesn't have a power rest- a quirk uh, nullifying ability on him anymore so he reaches downwards to disintegrate the whole base uh, and they're like oh shit we're not we're not falling anymore but he's going to disintegrate everything and then shigaraki's hand gets blown off from a distance by a sniper bullet what oh my god it's Ms. nagant and she's back too <laughs> uh
1: lady nagant and that is an extra like it's such a cool like all right i'm now into my hero again like <laughs> we're back baby me and my hero like whatever like the friendship has been reignited with my hero we're all friends now handshake <laughs> meme um This is, like, an extremely cool moment. We, like, shit kind of over the Lady Nagant storyline because it wasn't great. It kind of fell out of nowhere and, you know, like, didn't have awesome implications. And that isn't untrue now. Like, there is still, you know, longstanding issues that my hero doesn't really tends to just be like, a character Mm -hmm. could change the world. Whatever. don't need to worry about that. Uh, But, like, the idea of, like, returning these kind of, like, smaller characters who are part of, like, tiny little arcs uh is like super cool like that's exactly what you want to do in this moment and these were two characters that you're like they get to do something freaking awesome like it's great i love it i love how she's like she's in like a hospital gown too like she is not recovered yeah she's beat the fuck
0: up she she was exploded she's, like this has a sniper ago. rifle
1: up there she's like on the roof of presumably a hospital being like i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna have jello that is my day okay, it's extremely cool
0: yeah, and the chapter title is The Story of How We All Became Heroes Part 4, which of course come up uh, of course several times throughout the series. But yeah, what a great, you know, way of like, hey, this is a moment for these people that, you know, had given up on trying to do things the right way and because they connected with Deku who beat the shit out of them, but in a nice way, uh, they get to have this big moment of redemption where they get to, you know, become heroes. In some cases, again, so it's an immensely satisfying chapter. So glad to see freaking Gentle and Labrava back uh, getting some really cool moments, but also just like that one, two of like, what well, one, two, three of Labrava's back and she's helping out and Gentle's back and, she's help- and he's helping out. And then even Nagant's back and she's helping out like, holy shit, you know, these uh, maybe not fully narratively unexpected characters, but definitely like thematically unexpected people coming in to help out. very satisfying absolutely
1: all right nick we're gonna talk about undead on luck this is number 143 you can't avoid this uh and we get that introduction with a double color page that is essentially like the boxing marquee for the world champion void volks against the challenger fuko uzumo and it is it's a great it's so cool. two-page spread like absolutely <laughs> awesome uh we open she's basically getting ready uh the rest of union this version of union is her just her corner team which is very <laughs> funny to me uh
0: and they're all just like okay fuko use your superpowers <laughs> yeah, and, cheat basically, and we got
1: this <laughs> uh they're like boom they're in the ring uh, we do get this little thing. They're like, "Yeah, this is Void. not night tile defense, and he's fighting the Japanese samurai Fuku Izumo." We'll have to see how he will manage against Void, showing that they're still using that technology to make everybody see everything else. And I really like that we've already established that Void does not give a shit. He's like, "As long as I get to have this I fight, care. I don't care what's going on." <laughs> so it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that they
0: have no idea who Fuku yeah. is. Oh well. Um, <laughs>
1: As you said, uh, Nico is basically like the corner man who is just like, you just hit him with your unlock. Just cheat the shit out of this match. And you got it, girl. You, you're going nail- to knock this guy out in no time flat. And your main objective is to fulfill the requirements for Void's negation ability to manifest. Uh, and this is you know, going to be a big thing because on this stage, his ability manifests and... And he kills his opponent with his unavoidable ability. You're not going to be able to recreate that ser- scenario without using your Unluck. And they're like, all right. So basically, she just has to stir things up with Unluck to level that playing field. And they're like, yep, absolutely. And Fuko's like, sure. <laughs> um, so they're like, all right. Round starts. Uh, voids like it is. Classic peekaboo stance. I assume that's a thing from Hajime New Ippo. Nick knows a character who probably does exactly that
0: ipo does the, the peekaboo stance early on uh-huh. yeah yeah it's it's it just in general is just a very very basic yes. boxing thing because you know you you cover up so you kick. uh so.
1: and they're like all right cool he's not gonna move this is your chance fuko just load him up full of stuff and she does do like a big punch and he's like oh martial arts it's kempo interesting and she's like huh but this is the same punch Mr. Nico was like. I have, I did it, Mr. Nico, and he wasn't able to eat food for three days straight. And we get a little sh- we get like a little <laughs> cartoon show. He's like, "Yeah, why don't you give it a shot on me?" And it's just the next shot. I hit my double over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> <laughs> uh and they're like yeah it doesn't look like he's done any damage so but he's got a luck on him so it's all good (laughs) so just i like how
0: um i've forgotten her name um uh,
1: or no uh, yeah yeah, she's
0: just she's just uh is it ichika 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 uh where she's just laughing at him in the same flashback
1: (laughs) So they're like, alright, it's gonna go And Here comes her unluck. And instead, she just gets fucking blasted across the ring. Like uh, Void just punches her and she goes flying. And they're like, oh, Fuko's like, wow, that was a really strong punch. And everyone's like, wait, where's the unluck? Like, did it misfire? Does she not like does she hate Void for some reason?
0: There was supposed to be an exactly. earth-shattering kaboom. Sorry,
1: Ichiko. I mix it up because.
0: Because there's a Nichiko
1: yeah. and a Nichika, very recently introduced or not introduced. Nichiko yeah, yeah. has been in the manga for a while, but I mix names up. I apologize. Um, so he's like, Oh, that was supposed to be a, a bone breaker, but I guess you're all right. So why don't you try this barrage instead? And he's going with a big, you know, flurry of attacks. Fuku is dodging them. One gets very, very close, but the bell rings, saved by the bell. And he's like, Your movements are awkward. If you've got an ace in the hole, you might want to use it. I want to fight you at full strength. And, like, like, Fugo's trying to respond. And then, like, Nico kidnaps her from the middle of the stage. Like, it's like, hand around her mouth. Like, get over here. Uh, And he's just like, what are you doing? You need to use your luck. You are going to die otherwise. And they're like, no, that won't do any good. That wouldn't help anyone here. After all, this is Mr. Void's last match. And she, like, it's a very short core like, timeout. Like, they get, like, five seconds in the ring, and then she's already, she has to start the next round. <laughs> yeah. All right, seconds out. Uh, <laughs> and uh she's about to make a movement. And he's like, oh, what the, why is she going in from all that far away? And she basically uses sort of, like, flash step to get in, like, super close very quickly. And he's just like, nope. That's not the secret ace you're hiding. And he just, he can't he doesn't like, she still blocks it, but it's definitely a, a rough punch that she takes. And then he starts going for the barrage again and everything like that. And it's like, this is not good. Gina's very concerned. Dika's like, she says she's got it. She's got it. Uh, he's going for his punches. Give me all you got. I want to have the best possible match with you. Knocks her into the ropes. And then she. You know he 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 says something like ref start the count because she's kind of like unconscious on the ropes for him then she springboards back and and gives him a punch in the face and she's like, "I won't be using any negation ability after all that'd be a disservice to who you are now besides, I also want to make your final match the best one possible and she's got a big smile on her face even through <laughs> the, the, like she's disheveled she looks like shit <laughs> like. Uh, but it's, it's, it's very sweet. And Void's like, I really don't get any of this, but there's one thing I know. You should be feeling terrible. I know you want to collapse to pass right out, but you're standing up through the pain. And, you know, at the same time, he's just like, thanks. Without a shadow of a doubt of all the challenges I faced, you are the best at being a boxer. And he comes in for a punch and there's sort of like a moment. And Fuko's like, this is it. And Void's like, what's going on? Fuko's just standing there. Why is she trying to avoid? Does she not notice the punch? No, she's tracking with her eyes. Why does this feel so awkward? Get out of there with that. This match shouldn't end with a punch like this. He realizes what's going to happen. He's like, avoid it, Foucault! But she can't because it is unavoidable. Punch catches her clean in the face. She goes flying, sort of last action, saying, like, Gina, please little unchanged hand catches her in the back and keeps her from falling down and he's like that doesn't make sense she should be able to stand and then boom she comes up with the counter to the chest and he's like i don't know what's going on here but i don't even care if you're cheating you're still willing to fight with me and Fuko's just like all right no matter what powers you unlocked i'll make sure this is the best match it can be because now it's time for negator boxing
0: this is cool. Uh it's uh, I like uh you know Fuku having this justification of like no no, you know, I want I want Void to have a fun last match because he's not going to be able yeah. to fight professionally anymore. Like he's a he's going to be a broken super boxer.
1: He will never um, be able to
0: fairly have and, a fight uh, even with other people.
1: He like even if he wanted no, to he would no. literally be unbeatable <laughs> because he can't miss.
0: Yep. Uh so there's it's I like that. I like Foucault's just design in, throughout this match, uh, you know, her just her boxing appearance, uh, like, you know, the mouth guard, uh, it, 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 which has all this expressiveness to it because Foucault's got big, wide expressions. I like how when she gets clocked, her hair comes down, and now she's really disheveled and stuff. And I like this like, promise of like, oh, yeah, this chapter was like the normal fighting, you know, Foucault's weird martial arts stylings uh, against Void's more traditional boxing. And now we're going to yeah. have super power yeah. box, which it. is very so, exciting to me. It's,
1: yeah. Um, I, I have heard some people say that they thought it was a little weird. She took like a direct shot to the face and still like got like, is still fighting when like before, like a slight graze basically knocked her on her ass. But I had to assume that like some sort of training has happened in the interim. It would have been nice if they probably mentioned mm-hmm. that, but yeah, it's super cool. Fuku is like the fucking coolest. Like I love that. She just gets to look cool in this chapter and, uh, You know, I I love her spirit. Like I really do. Like she's like, I want his last match to be a good one. He's never going to box again. Mm.
0: Uh, it might just be that because she knew it was going to hit, that she was able to prepare for it. Yeah. Um. You know, there there's a bunch of different things that you can do if you're when you're fighting to minimize the damage that a punch causes, even if you take it directly. You can, you know, you can cut it off by leaning into it or you can twist your head with it so that it doesn't uh, so that it kind of moves with the momentum somewhat. Uh, I was kind of waiting for that explanation to come, but the chapter just kind of ended instead. Uh, so maybe there will be an explanation that comes after it.
1: It's also worth right, though, she doesn't hit the ground, which is probably the part that might have been what killed her at that point. Is when you hit the ground afterwards. Again, no. like the neck whiplash. I don't know, know. but yeah, I don't know. Super cool chapter. I thought it was awesome. Yep. Oh, oh boy, I got alongside. I was like, let's talk about that chainsaw man. I was like, all right. No, nope, nope, nope. We gotta talk about this so. one instead.
0: Okay, hang on. I can't read this font with this extra ass font here. Time drawing near Ooh. is the name of chapter number 77. Uh, here with Kawaki about to drop the lamest album of 2023. Uh, okay, so last time a lot of stuff happened that kind of was interesting because there was promise that like other characters might do stuff. Uh, But then at the end of it, Kawaki realized that Boruto was seemingly talking to his inner Momoshiki. Uh, We follow up with that point at the beginning of this chapter. And he starts, he's talking directly to Momoshiki and ignoring Boruto. Even when Boruto's like, Momoshiki's not here. Kawaki's like, shut up. You can hear me, right? Momoshiki. And oh man, he caused a, he caused a big kerfuffle. Uh, So now like uh, Sumire and and Sarada come out of the bedroom and they're like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? Kawaki? And Kawaki's like, everyone, shut up! Uh, I'm, I did, I, oh, don't care whether we're in the middle of something or not, which is a really dumbly worded thing to say. Um, but and then Shikamaru gets on the radio, and is like, hey, let go of Boruto. And Kawaki's like, no, look, Mobashiki is here, and he is up to something. I can, t- I can instinctively tell it. And Shikamaru goes, well, you need to stop. And remember Naruto's face when he saw his son was dead. It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh. o- okay. It's such like
1: a weirdly like confrontational line in that moment. Like, it, it there's no, I don't know. I, I don't know how to phrase it other than like, it feels very unprofessional for that to be the line that he drops. Like, remember yeah. his dead son that you killed? Like, one, he's right here. He's fine.
0: <laughs> He's right there.
1: <laughs> he came back like immediately too, to be clear. It's not like, really. oh, I killed him and he was dead for weeks before he came back. Motherfucker hadn't even started to like get tired before he was back up and running.
0: Also in true Boruto fashion, never put one word bubble in a panel <laughs> when three will do. You know, just draw out that sentence in really awkward breaks. Yeah. Uh. So Kawaki... Uh, Sho- shoves Boruto away and starts to walk off and Boruto's like hey, where are you going and Kawaki says a minor errand which is a as it turns out grotesque <laughs> understatement of what he's planning to do some real quick
1: thing it's like an in and out
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't matter it's just uh, so Boruto wants to go after Kawaki uh, and Shikamaru's like sensory unit <laughs> God. <laughs> first off I feel like this first sentence tells the whole story, where Shikamaru tells the spies and the the scouts in the sensory unit, the information-gathering scouts, Kawaki's left the house. (laughs) He's got to tell them what's happened. Sorry, sir.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Can't track Strucker. I love that they've done like if this was the first time and they revealed it. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> these guys have had time to come up with a backup plan to be like, what happens if Sh- if he just does it again? And they're like, well, we'll just follow him. And then they're like, ah, oh, shit, he can shrink. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Look. I'm- Sorry, Shikamaru, but uh, the, the engineering team hasn't come in to install our uh, CTV cameras yet. So we're just down to continuing to try the same thing and not have it it's... work. So, yeah, Kawaki <laughs> immediately just like shrinks himself and minimizes it and suppresses his chakra and just <laughs> is gone. Like, everyone loses sight it's of him so immediately. It's so funny that
1: there's like, the sensory unit. Has been exclusively worthless in this series. Like, Absolutely. they haven't stopped anybody. Like, coaching whatever his name was, Kashi or whatever, was able to get into town because he's technically a clone of Jiraiya. Delta got into town by just fucking flying straight into it. Fucking <laughs> Boruto and everything with Nishi that happened. And now this, where it's just like, I don't know, Kwaki could just kind of come and go wherever he wants. No one can really stop him or track him.
0: Uh, I kind of like this mustache uh, scout guy who's just be like, "Nope, can't do it.
1: Can't, doesn't work, (laughs) sir."
0: Uh, Ada walks out of the building with Damon, uh, and Bard's like, "You can't wander off on your own," and it is like, "God, you're boring," (laughs) and just ignores him. (laughs) He's
1: like, "Oh, not boring." (laughs)
0: Uh, Shikabara says, "Bardo, our scouts are worthless. Uh, can you search for his presence?" And Bardo's like, "I mean, I don't know exactly where he is. I can tell he's kind of around." And then Mitsuki points out, "Like, yeah, it is has gone too." Uh, and Konohamaru is like, "Don't look, Mitsuki. You'll be seduced again." Mitsuki's like, "This is like a... Oh, I want to be a... I want to get... I want to be a character who gets to do something." I mean.
1: Oh, yeah. <sighs> this is like the thing right like you're an extra or not an extra but like a side character on a TV show and like we have a storyline for you next season like finally a storyline like you're gonna get cut, yes. and you're like oh I don't that's not great but it is it is screen time because that is that is the situation with Mitsuki where he's like I get to be I get to have like a narrative going to like yeah you're really frustrated that you can't help but be like super attracted to this girl and you're like oh yeah. well that's it's not really an exciting character role.
0: Yeah, man. Kishimoto started uh, started uh, bringing in Paul Heyman to write some chapters of Boruto, apparently. Yeah, so... Okay, so... Uh, Ada's like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm just going to like go off and do my own thing. Uh, and so Shigamara's like, look, we can't let... We can't lose both Kawaki and Ada, so... You're our only way of sensing where Kawaki is, so you go with Ada. She's like, what the guy, I got plenty of this. And he's already saying like, oh yeah, Samiri and Serato will go with her and keep an eye on her. Is like, but you, the only means we have at all of telling where Kawaki is, you go with her too, and we'll just like completely give up on looking for where Kawaki is. What can you possibly get up to? It won't be Nothing. anything important, I'm sure. Uh, meanwhile, Bug is getting drunk. He's doing back. what he needs to. <laughs> He's doing absolutely doing what he needs to. needs to. There's a lot of BDSM clones of the Ten thing that Code has made now. Uh, and they're... He's calling them like Claw Grimes, I think now, which is a terrible name. Uh... But uh anyway at this moment Ada has just decided to go freaking shopping uh and while she's doing it she decides to just fill Shikamaru in on what code is up to and says like oh yeah there's a thousand monsters called claw grime great name again yeah uh but she's also like trying on clothes while while she's saying this and is like oh my god just look we'll buy everything for you just fucking ah. God, I've fallen so far. I can't. I have no ability to control what anyone does. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, Damon is just like kind of har- harassing Boruto off in the corner while the girls have girl time together. Uh, and Boruto's like, "This is a completely girls-only world." Go, oh yeah, the the look at Ada try on that jacket. There's Only
1: nothing you can, can relate to with this, yeah. <laughs> at all.
0: Uh, and Damon says something that honestly raises him a couple bars in my book to Boruto, which is, man, no wonder you ain't it, popular. It's, it's like, yeah, Boruto's being the a- little <laughs> It's <laughs> very true. Like, it
1: really is like a killjoy. He's just like, this is like a girls-only zone. I don't even want to be here. Then like, go home. All right, how about that?
0: It's like, God, you suck. You, you're not, you're not cool. You're not strong. You're not smooth. You're just a whiny bitch. So, yeah. Um, And uh, then he also like talks about like, oh man, everyone who's... God, I forgot about this moment. <sighs> Damon's like, everyone that we've met is really weak here. Aren't there any decent fires in this village? And Bird's like, fuck you! But then Damon notices something and springs up Borda's shoulders and dashes out the door and who should be walking by on the side of the road, but Himawari Boruto's sister and Damon lunges towards her and puts his hands on her shoulders and says who are you and I swear to god when the first time I read this I literally went please
1: please don't don't ship these characters was my first concern (laughs) please don't do this and then my second concern was like is this supposed to imply that Himawari is super strong (laughs)
0: There have been some moments, I think that there was like, like an omake chapter at one point, And I know it's come up a couple of times in the anime that I've heard of where there's been this kind of implication that Himawari is a little bit of like a berserker in some way. So like when she gets really, really angry, she starts to show like, you know, kind of like. That like go kid Gohan Saiyan uh, rage kind of thing. Uh, I don't know really details about it, but she is like young too, because she's like seven or eight or something like that. So she hasn't even like started proper ninja training or anything. So there is there has been an indication, yes, that she might be strong. Potentially. But like. What is he doing
1: where he senses her fucking, her, like, potential through a fucking window as she's walking home with, like, groceries? Like, it would be different if, like, she started to get angry and he sensed or something like that. But she was just passing by. Yeah,
0: he just intrinsically senses it or says that he senses it and maybe it's just that he thinks she's cute, which... It's somewhere between those two implications. One is this is a legitimate assessment by Damon, and two is she's the only member of the opposite sex that has been established in the cast that is an appropriate age for him to be interested in. Therefore, put him in a scene together. Start shipping them. You can never be too young to be to be locked into a heterosexual relationship. I, never. So
1: it's definitely like the larger implication is about that she's like super strong. But like, yeah, there is definitely a concern where I'm just like, please don't let this go any other way. Like, it's already kind of dumb that he's like, "I sense you're <laughs> super strong," but I was like, if it develops into something more than that, I, I, I you know, it would just be so deflating.
0: <laughs> he also acts like he's going to attack her, and she just kind of like flinches, and and he's like, "What the hell? You should be able to dodge it." And no one knows what he's talking about. He says that he felt an intensity from her. Again. Moroto thinks he just she, flat out has a crush. She just
1: walked away. by. Like, is she just like, out of Cheetos, yeah. they say. I'll tear this city to the ground.
0: Uh, he's like, "What? Well, don't you know anything think about yeah. her? He's like, well, she got upset when, like, her vase got cracked. <gasps> the legendary vase <laughs> I've heard about yes, this. she's destined to be super <laughs> That powerful. was a storyline
1: that went on for almost a year.
0: <laughs> uh... So Boruto just thinks that Damon has a crush on his little sister, and he's immediately like, No, this isn't happening. Uh, anyway, speaking of Boruto's family, uh, literally. <laughs> someone outside of naruto's house says everything's clear here because it's not clear there <laughs> they, so we needed a scout to establish they
1: <laughs> no, they have radio communication i think they can also just speak telepathically at this point they know Kawaki is out there so they can't just be like all clear if no one knows where he is <laughs>
0: no one decides that like they need to protect certain important targets within the ninja village they don't start posting security anywhere it's just like yeah we'll just keep on carrying on as normal Everything
1: I notice if a t- if uh, like a super miniature person broke into this house I would just know
0: yeah uh Hinata and Naruto are just kind of like I think cleaning up after dinner I thought they were or, setting up for dinner or no they're getting they're setting up for dinner they're setting up for dinner. Uh, they kind of talk about how, like, Naruto has more time at home now, uh, and they start to talk about, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it, it would be nice if Boruto and Kawaki could join us. <laughs> oh, hey, Kawaki's here. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he, so, Kawaki just takes a seat at the table and he says, the lookouts are incompetent as usual. <laughs> he is absolutely incorrect. correct about that. <laughs> this
1: man is not told a to lie so far. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh and he's like hey look sit down i want to talk to you uh and naruto starts to say like hey you know why don't you like stay for dinner and Kwaki's like no 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 this won't take long just sit down uh and he there's a scout outside who doesn't look through the window well why would
1: they nick they can sense chakra they wouldn't they don't need to physically see anything (laughs) yeah
0: and Kwaki says to naruto hey look i know that i've been saying this a lot but I'm truly grateful to you for everything that you've done. And Nara just like, okay, come on, cut out with that. And he says, no, 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 no. look, I was purely just a vessel. I w- I had no reason to live, and you breathe life into me. And Nara just tries to say like, hey, you were you were always you were always great. You know, you you're a kind-hearted person. You've sacrificed yourself a lot, and I know the you know that you're a good person. But Kawaki says, yeah, but you enabled me to see that part of myself i didn't realize i was capable of those things before i met you and i would do anything to protect you even die without hesitation and like i and he says like look that i would do anything and unfortunately the world we live in is full of crap and good people like you are the ones who die first So long as people like the Yotsutsuki are running around and Art's like, well, you know, I'm a ninja. And, you know, part of of the job being a ninja is to take care of them. And Kawaki says, no, ninja are those who die earlier. And that's it. Which, again, I'm frustrated by like the way that lines are delivered in Boruto recently, because I feel like this could have been something that had a lot of gravity behind it in terms of Kawaki's outlook, in terms of what he has learned from being around Ninja for once, it's just like, no, they're just disposable soldiers, which is something that was established really early on in Naruto. how, you know, easy it was for Ninja to die. Uh, So Kawaki just goes on and says like, look, I understand Otsutsuki a bit better now that I've regained their powers and I know what it means to take on the Otsutsuki. And it doesn't matter whether or not you're a Ninja you're going to get killed by them if I don't do something. So I'm going to destroy the Otsutsuki every single last one. I'm going to use their own powers against them and root them out. And Naruto catches on to the implication, which is that Boruto is an Otsutsuki partially, technically. And is like, yeah, look, I couldn't do this without telling you. So I'm telling you what I'm going to do. And uh he then says look the first thing i did i thought when i found that boruto was alive was that i had failed to take him out and i actually felt guilt over having screwed that up uh and he vow- he starts to vow i'm going to kill boruto and he not to slaps him across the face which is the most that she's done in this entire series and it's the only thing she can do because she Yeah, she she
1: got emotional of course and has to strike with an open-handed strike uh, because that's all she knows how to do yeah mind you I was gonna doesn't say she has like, eyes that allow her to see like the weak points of every person in the technique but she's just like take that
0: like if she really wanted to she could she could have like jabbed him with a few palm strikes and like left him a limp mess on the floor but no one slap that doesn't do anything and she <laughs> cries at the same time while she's doing it of course um yeah and she starts saying like look you're no decent human being would think that way completely contradicting what you know all the stuff that they've established between kawaki and yeah know, i was gonna say husband. like it so... really
1: does not make hinata look great like i understand there's absolutely concern when he's kind of creating the implication that like he's saying it without like a like, direct saying it, like <laughs> i'm gonna kill naruto or boruto but I, like it's definitely like you're an insane monster get out of my home <laughs> it's like
0: all yeah. right all right and Kwaki is like, uh, yeah, you're right. Only a crazy person could kill their brothers. All right. Can
1: I, All like, right. Can I put your hoodie can up? Can I nominate that up? line for the worst of the year?
0: <laughs> I think that, that deserves it. Yeah. Uh, but and he even says, like, look, I'm not like just like getting emotional right now. I'm thinking perfectly clearly, and I've decided I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to let anything stop me. I've decided there is no other way. Even if it means that you will hate me forever, I've decided that this is too important because otherwise you'll be at risk of dying. Uh, And Naruto says, like, look, I'm not going to let you do this. You're going to end up killing me before you even get to Boruto. So do you still want to follow through with this? And Kawaki, in a way, in in a scene that is actually pretty cool, says no i'm not asking you to understand and just vorps naruto and he into into a wormhole and seals them away and he says look once i'm finished you're welcome to kill me just sit back and wait until then and uh yep that these kawaki has sealed away naruto uh to prevent him from stopping him from killing boruto well this took a different direction (laughs) Kawaki's like like, new uh, villain arc really
1: kicked off very quickly Very. I don't necessarily hate it I like I do understand like Kawaki just has like a strange way of kind of thinking about things and like I think the actual like tension it creates he just goes so dark so quickly it feels like in this little speech um, that it doesn't hit right also it's just it's very funny to me that it has to it happens and like a random interim in the middle of the stupid love house arc.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just vi- like sudden left turn order to reach this point has really nothing to do with any of the stuff that's been going on lately. Uh, and I don't really know why we- how we ended up here, but here we are, I guess. And I guess that maybe the whole cohabitation with Ada thing is just going to be a thing that's happening as opposed to a dedicated plot arc. Yeah. maybe maybe i don't know all right but let's move on because we've got brr, brr, brr,
1: chainsaw man to talk about oh my god we have so many chapters quinn. still to talk about
0: soma quinn yoru put her <laughs> hand on denji and tried to turn him into a spinal cord sword and the chapter 118 is titled saying goodbye no oh my god oh my no denji die. he's fine <laughs> he's he's totally fine it has no effects he looks at her in total confusion and repeats did you say denji's spinal she just cord keeps sword? saying it
1: over and over again denji's spin he's she just, just keeps like saying. Uh.
0: and then eventually he puts his hand on her head and says
1: oh that's a, a fun way sword. to say goodbye see ya." It is. it's so fucking funny <laughs>
0: If the chapter had ended here, I would have been... That could have been yeah, that literally could
1: have been the entire <laughs> chapter. That's a fun way to say goodbye. Bye! <laughs>
0: That's, uh, and you know, Asa is going to Yara like, What the fuck? Thank, thank God you didn't, it didn't work. And Yara's like, what the hell? Why didn't that work? I thought you'd hit it off so well. And Asa starts to get really sad, because she's like, Oh, that means that he doesn't like me that way. It's not that it matters because I don't care. I don't like him either. <laughs> so she's uh she's being a teenage girl about it. But very like just undercutting like, hey, you just freaking tried to kill a guy that didn't want to kill fuck you. Um uh, But your says, like, okay, look, this doesn't really matter. We've discovered now that we can share emotions like affection, so we'll just take our time winning his heart while we search for Chainsaw Man. Uh, and then she says, Look, you barely slept while we were trapped at the aquarium, so I'm going to sleep.
1: <laughs> just collapses um, into the bed in the most re- yep, in the most relatable first. way. Like we've all had those days where it's just like, Nope, just going in.
0: She's the war devil, one of the, you know, four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of devils, and she's <laughs> done. And uh doesn't Asa's upset because she doesn't even take a bath. also she's not answering Asa's questions about like, what the hell it, didn't Dammond Devil say that she was your big sister and stuff? And you know, I was like, yeah, she's crazy. Just steer clear of her. Good night. <laughs> and that's it. Asa is left on her own to kind of just like reflect on things. Uh, she remembers all the really really nice things that Dinji did and said to her. and then she's like, yeah, but he he doesn't like Aww. me. But then she lies down and goes, "Wait, excuse me. After all that, he doesn't like me." Oh oh my god! I
1: love that like attitude of her.
0: She's so. She's such a teenager. So great. Um. So Denji and your and Asa run into each other ne- the the next day, I guess. Yeah, because <laughs> Denji's cool? like, I got my date idea. Cool? There's an
1: all night yeah. movie mummy marathon.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's great. You just spend just tw- two thousand yen, which is like not even twenty bucks, and you get to watch movies nonstop till two a.m. And it's and great. This is ninety money like, though.
1: Twenty bucks back then, it went a long way.
0: Hmm yeah so Asa's is like wait it costs 2000 yen wouldn't it be cheaper if we just rented videos why would we why, have to, why do we have to go on a pricey date and then she starts to get kind of like reserved and upset like okay well um do you have a do you have a vcr at home and she says no do you yeah well let's do it at your place no uh you want well uh you need to be over at my place and Oz is like, look, I mean if I'm if we're not going to the theater and we're not doing it at your place, then we don't have to have a date. So Denji kinda of clutches his head and thinks he says, Okay, we can watch movies in my place, but you have to follow our home's rules. You can't break the rules at our at our place. And Oz is like, Well what what happens if you if you break the rules? Worst case scenario, you break the rules and you die. And Asa looks at him like he's crazy for a second. I love whenever Asa what? is just like what what's going about? on here. <laughs> but meanwhile, the president of the Devil Hunter Society slash the student council says, Wait, did he say you die? So he spy yeah, on them. That sounds exactly
1: <laughs> like what he's doing, and that sounds exactly like what he would do based off what we know about him. He's a very big weirdo. Yeah. Um uh,
0: yeah. I love the directions that this could potentially take. Uh, including, like, that this guy is now spying on them because, of course, he suspects something after they mysteriously were able to escape the aquarium. Uh, But also, you know, baby Makima, like will she actually kill someone if you break the rules or is denji exaggerating because you know he's looking after a little kid and it's like that i feel very
1: confident that it's very much like you don't want to piss her off because she's she'll she'll bully you or whatever like that's the kind of you know i i expect it to be like a more wholesome kind of thing than like actively you have to follow the rules of my house or you die um or it just might be, like, you break the rules and then, like, a hundred dogs fucking jump on top of you or some shit like that, which is basically, <laughs> like, dying.
0: Uh, yeah, this was a nice, quick, funny chapter. Yeah, great really chapter. Really,
1: really funny. I, like again the As, Asa spinal cord sword that's a funny way to say goodbye <laughs> bye <laughs> no. and I hope he keeps doing it like I hope like we see him leaving for school the next day and he does it to the like little uh no your days like the spinal cord sword bye
0: <laughs> or like he start he, the next time we uh that, when they like uh maybe like when he walks uh, her out after their home date like he'll do that to baby maki much yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh okay yeah let's move on to Kaiju number eight chapter seventy eight it's Kikaru facing off against Kaiju number fifteen and her creepy gothy schoolgirl clone of Kikaru form uh and uh Kikaru you know gets set to fight she issues a commander over the communication saying hey look you gotta set her danger zone here clear the area so that you know no one else gets destroyed while I'm trying to fight this thing uh and then she. Takes a moment to collect herself because she understands, like, look, I've got to take this thing down because none of the other really strong people are here to bail me out. I'm going to fight this thing. And uh, she says that, like, yeah, commencing neutralization of Kaiju number 15 gets really official about it. And Kaiju number 15 is like, oh, OK, yeah, I like that. Commencing neutralization of little Kikoru and goes for some sort of decapitating kick immediately. The impact from it. Wrecks a building way behind Kikoru, but Kikoru managed to, to duck under it safely. Uh, she starts to engage. There's some really heavy attacks hitting, like the ground is cracking underneath them. Uh, and Kikoru starts to go through an attack pattern to try and get an attack in, but. She nearly gets her head taken off by a return attack, and it, like, raises her cheek, and she realizes, like, shit, this is scary. If I make a single mistake, I'm going to die, but I've got to keep attacking. I've got to take this thing. Uh, there's some analytics describing how, like, oh, man, look at how impressive Kikor is. You know, she, you know in the near future, she's going to be the core of the defense force. But holy shit, uh, she's losing. She's losing this fight. She's barely keeping up. And yeah, as soon as Hydra number 15 even lands a single attack, uh, she's getting her ass beat and she nearly gets killed by one of the attacks. She manages to barely block it with uh, her axe. Blocking an axe kick, no less. Uh, and then Hydra number 15 briefly takes on her monstrous form, starts to fire like a sero from point blank range, and Kikuruma has to jet out of the way. She tries to release her full defensive abilities. And it gets punched through immediately. And she gets knocked into a building. And her lungs damaged. Her ribs are cracked. And uh, she briefly drops her axe and has to pick it back up. And uh, then Kaiju number 15 says, Yeah, even with that little axe of yours, you're never going to put a scratch on me. And she does something with some tendrils extending from her body i think the idea is that she makes her yeah, own axe she starts, because she forms a bunch of debris into a kind yeah, of she's axe she's just head. smashing
1: a bunch of stuff together They'd be like this is my axe and it's huge
0: yeah and uh, everyone's like shit kikoro can't win but
1: yeah, well it's a we'll good how suspense you know we get some good action i like the giant axe that's very cool <laughs> let's talk about right. spy family nick
0: Spy family it's mission 74 you're uh is a bit worried about anya she doesn't know what's going on because of course they did a media blackout about the whole terrorist thing but uh anya hasn't come back from her for, her field trip so she's getting kind of worried because it's night now uh so she calls the academy and uh she learns that apparently uh yeah that that that's not that's not a thing that's happening anymore because the school doesn't tell her anything. But a different parent, whom of course she now knows through the mom group, uh, says like, "Yeah, uh, our kid came home hours ago, and we were told the field trip was canceled." So, uh-oh. uh oh. Meanwhile, oh man, the idiots in the. Riot squad are gonna try and attack the terrorists who definitely won't blow up the bus if they see a single bit of activity. Anya knows that they will, so she is taking a stand and she's going to do something. And so Bruno looks at her and says, like, what? You got do you have to pee? Just hold it. And Anya's like I probably should have figured out what I was gonna mm-hmm. say before I got up from my seat. I didn't think of anything. So she runs through the options a little bit, thinking like, oh, man, if I tell them, they'll blow up the bus. Uh, so I can't do that. So she says, I'm hungry again. Can I Can I have some more food? <laughs> and she thinks like, the police held back while we were eating, so I just need to eat again. <laughs> yeah, She's four. It's it a good plan.
1: It works, so. yeah.
0: Uh, everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Master Henderson says, she doesn't have nerves of steel. There are nerves of tungsten. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Brina says, like, look, if you don't want your head blown off, then, and I says, that doesn't scare me. I'm not afraid of this bomb because I know that it's fake. But if I die without speaking up due to getting blown up for real, then that would scare me. <laughs> So everyone's really wowed by this, especially Bruce, like, wait a minute. This reminds me of Biddy, my daughter. Uh, and he starts to have flashbacks to how determined his daughter was to stand up for the right thing, even if it put her in danger. And so uh and she even starts to Anya's reading his mind while he's thinking about this stuff, so she even starts to like Mimic some of the stuff that Biddy would say, like, even if it cost me my life, and just, yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he grabs her and rips the collar off of her and says, You get off the bus. You can go free. Uh one of his partners says, What are you doing? This is crazy. And he but he realized, like, look, having this girl around, I, it's making me lose my nerve. I, I don't I don't want I don't want I can't be around her. And Anya can read his mind and knows that, so she says, "I'm not. I'm not gonna get off. No." And everyone is super shocked by this, like, "Holy shit! She's refusing to get away to safety. What the hell?" So he says, "What are you doing? Don't, you're saying you're you're the elite of the bourgeoisie, and what do you care about what happens to anyone else? Just get off the bus." And he's and Anya's like, "No, I want to eat more rations." And Damien's taking her seriously at her word like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, everyone's just like, (laughs) it's below. (laughs) Uh, And so... (laughs) Bruno's, like, fully spiraling now, because he's like, wait a minute, do these children not get enough to eat at their own homes? What is that? I always thought that they lived in the pocket of luxury. What is happening here? Has Astania's economy collapsed? Have I been confiding against the wrong enemy? Is she willing to have her head blown off for the sake of her own classmates? And he starts to say, like, tell me, why are you so concerned about everyone's food? Are the other students forcing you to do this? So Anya thinks to herself like, oh, what should I say in this situation? Hmm. She goes to cartoons and <laughs> she poses. And she, and she also thinks back to chapter like one, I think it was, when Lloyd said a cool thing, which was, I want to make a world where kids don't need to cry. And everyone is... Struck by this, Bruno, because, like, oh my God, she's so noble. And all of her classmates and Mr. Mr. Henderson up like, we're kids who are you talking about? (laughs) So,
1: like, your child is well on you.
0: I've been calling him Bruno this whole time. It's a B name, Billy. That's all good. Billy Billy is like, you mean by labeling you as the elite, I'm the one who's been furthering inequality? (laughs) So he's. He's lost in the woods now. Uh, um, the other guy starts to eight point his gun at Anya, and there's there's a nice little moment where Master Henderson tries to be, be a human shield and protect her. Uh, but the focus is on Billy. He's thinking about Biddy again and how she was always you know, putting herself in danger to help people even for like really minor stuff where she would try and feed the neighborhood cats and when the big cats would steal from the little cats, she would try and stop them and she would get scratched up. Such a sweetheart. Um, and, uh, you know, she would tell him when he would confront her about it, like, look, you're the one who raised me to be like this. Be a giver, not a taker help each other up, don't hold each other down. You're the one who's always teaching me that stuff, and I'm proud of the person I've become. And Billy realizes like I didn't actually ever forget her, but I just pretended to keep my anger, my reason to live from melting away. And in this moment it's, you know, come dissolving around him, and he's like, yeah, um, hold this girl hostage is a bad thing. I shouldn't do this. And he just plucks the gun out of his uh, fellow terrorist hand, grabs the bomb from the bus and gets off Aww. of it. And he's realizes like, I've always known that the red Circus's way of doing things was wrong, but i never did anything to stop them. But I can't stand by and let my daughter die a second Aww. time because I still want to be able to call her myself her dad. It's very nice. And he, throws the the weapons down puts down the bombs outside and he gives himself up and the other terrorists are shocked everyone is shocked by this the police oh, it's like uh, just like
1: kids that was not expert i was like isn't this what you were trying to do ultimately? okay okay
0: <laughs> So, you know, the, the, the other members of the Red Circus called to Billy like, hey, come on, pull yourself together. But he, start, he goes to the cop He says, like, look, I planned this whole operation. I coerced the others, so just be lenient with them, trying to cut a deal. But uh, the mustache uh, guy is like, nope, fuck this, uh, starts up the bus, and he's like, I'm going to run this thing even if we've got freaking flat tires. Uh, and he just takes off, starts to sm- Tries to smash through uh, the armored barricade, uh, but it does not work. Uh, people are falling over, so in a panic, he grabs Anya and starts to take off. And I thought for a second, like, "Oh, is 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 like going to come in after like that very brief moment at the beginning?" Kind of like the way that yeah. this concludes this is better, way better, though, because <laughs> because fucking. Uh, margaret uh martha sorry yeah how
1: do, how do you forget jumps how do you over forget martha nick it's the most iconic name in the martha. world uh, after martha. the hit superhero movie batman v superman nobody could talk about any other name still
0: haven't watched that movie still haven't watched nick, that movie.
1: how could you wow good on me this is insane Good on our me. pop culture me. friendship will never survive this <laughs> revelation
0: that's okay <laughs> Uh so yeah, the police start to start to take aim, like they're gonna shoot, and freaking this asshole starts to use Anya as a human shield. And asshole police are like, whatever, take the shot because they're cops. Um, <laughs> but Martha jumps over the line and she's got a taser, dead-eyes it, hits him right in the arm, and he is tased drops anya and somehow she (laughs) lands before anya does and catches her she's
1: i I don't know how she does it scientifically zero sense awesome it happened
0: and there's a one more cute, silly little moment where Anya goes like, Becky's lady person. I love name, that so the term
1: smart, is but. Becky's lady person. Like, what is. I wouldn't yeah. even figure out that that's supposed to be like her attendant based off of that. Like, lady person. You yeah. mean her mom? Like, what are you. What? Yeah, she's yeah.
0: never met Becky's so mom. Yeah. Might as well be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So everything's clear the terrorists have been subdued after having given themselves up slash having been tased and there's a moment where Anya gets to reunite with Becky who runs crying to her friend in a nice sweet moment and Billy watches this over his shoulder as he's taken away and news goes out of finally because as as the media blackout is lifted of the uh, two buses uh, being taken in no mention of what actually happened, just that law enforcement quickly gained control of the situation and all suspects are now in custody and none of the students were seriously injured. Uh, so people have been talking about this on the Discord of like, so this is Anya is going to get another Stella, right? Oh yeah, like, she 100% gets
1: a Stella, <laughs> Stella. Like clearly, she's getting a Stella, right? <laughs> It'd be wild if she didn't. They were just like, yeah, you, should, you didn't buckle your seatbelt so you get a tinnitus bolt to go with it or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, on the bus that famously has seat. Belts. <laughs> They're rich kids. They probably have a bus with seat belts. Yeah, probably do. They probably got freaking caviar on the freaking bus. Yeah. Um, I was not really expecting this uh, whole thing to conclude this chapter, but I'm kind of glad they were going to be getting past it. I feel like if we had stayed here much longer than this, arc would have gotten a bit grinding. Uh, and it'll be nice to see like hey let's see what you know, came out of this let's see how this kind of shakes things up in terms of how it affects Anya's standing with the school and with her peers and how it affects the mission and everything it's yeah. a big shake up so.
1: alright all right. there is no all right. i'm sorry nick sorry. this is usually where i would talk about eating zero i would give your throat a little bit of a break so in lieu of, in lieu of eating zero i'm just gonna talk about uh butts for a little bit like they're wacky breasts those are crazy imagine if people had big giant ones and then more mini skirts all the time that'd be crazy uh-huh. uh and also yeah a and then feet. there's Let's just feet about they're feet oh, too. so it's so a juicy feet gotta love them in your mouth and all over wherever because it's gotta be a fetish once a week there's gotta be one you play into
0: yeah hang on just one second and um bats uh, that's a good one bats uh, head shaving head shaving that's that that's that, that's the oh, fetish this week. i could I, see that i might, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just like save a bookmark uh, in, in recognition to VM zero. Just like every time, every time we miss it, it'll just like click this button, get ourselves, a, get ourselves a thing that maybe Hero would have he thrown into He
1: did do uh, a sh- head shaving one, didn't he? Yeah.
0: He did. So, he did. yeah, it's, yep. it's very, very.
1: So don't say that that's crazy. Yeah, maybe he it did it happen this <laughs> week uh, when they presumably met up yeah. with Wise and Pino and immediately they were like, our friends, our good friends, let's go. And that was the chapter.
0: <laughs> Pretty much pretty much Uh, Akane Banashi story 46 date as is implied Akane's on a date with Jumbo for ulterior motive purposes, because she needs to, she needs to know how you, how you, you know, seduce men and stuff. Uh, Akane looking cute in her casual outfit on this color page. It's nice. Uh, There is a brief uh, scene between, uh, urara and her assistant where they kind of talk about akane's chances of mastering the story and uh, what she might be doing uh and urara says mysteriously because you know it's like oh you know this might prove difficult but that's only as long as she thinks that she understands how to perform fetching tea uh and then you know she hears like oh well she's going on a date today so maybe she took my advice but i wonder if she understands the meaning behind it Akane is not doing great. Uh, She uh, is trying to do that thing that uh, girls are told you should do, which is uh, be really enthusiastic about everything that the guy you're with talks about. Uh, Even if you don't actually understand it, act like everything they say is great and funny. Uh, And um, she apparently got all this advice from teen magazines yeah the of one that says
1: is. hot so. girl flirting tips page 73 or 73 flirting tips so I don't know one of the oh, yeah part 73 <laughs> <of> flirting
0: tips <laughs> this better be like one tip per if it's <laughs> now
1: you many. gotta get the whole volume eventually they start getting real esoteric like be but do not be at all times <laughs> you're, and you're okay. like what is, what does that mean?
0: Uh, fortunately uh, Jumbo my man on page four of I love this that chapter it's in me. he's saying, like what
1: fucking act are you doing on what,
0: me <laughs> what Rakugo what Rakugo act are you studying for <laughs> this is Rakugo right and I love the expression Akane makes where like her eyes like blush or something like that uh, and so she's kind of forced to fess up and yeah the, the, the explanation takes place off, off page and Jumbo is just like you should, have just, you should have just told me and she says but I won't understand what it's like to lead a man on if I tell him what I'm trying to do and Jumbo <laughs> this is such a cute little exchange says alright look what was your plan going to be if I actually fell in love with you? And Akati immediately perks up and says, was it working?
1: <laughs> no! <laughs> it
0: no answer working. as
1: to what her plan was going to be. She was just going to be like, job well done. That's what my plan was going
0: to be. She was <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I won! I did it! <laughs> uh, it's, it is probably my favorite uh, joke in this entire week of manga. It's just <laughs> she forgets the embarrassment of everything. Like, oh, did it work? No. No, it did not work. <laughs> Um, and Jumbo says, you know, like, you know, I'm actually kind of relieved that you're like, you're not different from how you were before. And he asks her, hey, you know, you're a pro now. So like, what's that like? What's going on with you? And Akai admits, like, it's hard. There's all this stuff to learn. And there's these people that I feel like I could never hope to meet the way I am currently. I'm kind of freaked out. But also, I'm grateful to know that there's those challenges for me. Um... And, you know, she also brings up, like, I managed to make that Arakawa guy think that I wasn't an amateur, but also I'm less skilled than my dad was when he was expelled. I'm not even close to really reaching Arakawa's standards. And if I want to be a Shinichi, I need to get way better and way tougher. And finding out that there are those levels above you is just a sign of how much more you can grow. So, yeah, I am grateful. Um, and uh, so Jimbo's like, Okay, so your plan to learn your new skill is to go on a date, right? So I guess we better go out and get some practice in. Oh, look at those that little so guys, nice. yeah. Uh, but he says as they go off, like, Okay, no doing what you were doing earlier, that, that was weird, don't, don't, don't do that, don't do that. And uh, we just get a scene of them just like. You know, hanging out and having a good time, go around doing stuff. They go to a batting cage. They play some. They play some air hockey together. And Jumbo does this like, I don't know, fucking discus throw thing in order to score a point on Akane. And they just you know go around and have a fun time. And Akane is like kind of gloomy afterwards when they're going to eat together. And she says like, I mean, we just <laughs> went and had fun together. And Jumbo says, I mean, that's what a date is. Like it's it, it just yeah. But that doesn't help me. And that was her focus. Like, look, I in order to be an Oiran like Urara was, that's what I got to do in order to pass her fetching tea test. Maybe there really isn't a way to know the Oiran's mindset without seducing a man. And Jumbo says, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, And so, you know, he says, like, look, I don't really understand this Rakugo thing, but could you just, like, act really good and she says well, yeah but i can't do it that way and the first time i tried playing the Oiran, she just laughed at me and jimbo says wasn't it kind of a good thing that you made someone laugh with your performance don't you kind of want that to happen with rakugo um and akane starts to like go like i mean kind of guess but no that's not the point but then she realizes when urara said the story and teller aren't suited for one another, then she comes to a big epiphany, which we don't get yes, detailed here, but the implication that. is strong. Yeah. Um, and so she goes to have a recital practice with Urara, uh, just in time before the actual, you know, show that they're supposed to going on have going on. And Urara says, Look. I, I wanted to just impress upon you. If you can't demonstrate a mastery of this performance, you can't perform at the, at, at Rokuro's event. So you got to show this to me. Uh, but also if she points, she brings it like, I heard you went on a date. What yeah. did you do? Spill the tea. <laughs> okay. Um, and she's like, we just went out to a restaurant and stuff. So, uh, we don't get to see the rehearsal, uh, but Akane goes to run to Rokuro who is, you know, getting set. So he's you know, going through like stage prep. Uh, and she says, look, I'm sorry, uh, that this took longer than I thought. Uh, but Rokuro says, Hey, did you master fetching tea? And she says, yes, I've got it down. Uh, we cut back over to Urara and her assistant and, uh, Mayura is her name and she says I'm actually kind of amazed I can't believe she managed a performance so similar to and yet so different from yours which is such a vague and yet very intriguing way of explaining what the performance was like uh, but Akane is set to go off she puts on you know her her proper performance attire and she goes to do the opening yeah. and we'll she's get to all see it next
1: week hopefully good chapter i'm excited to see where it's gonna go uh should be a good time
0: yeah yeah i really like this chapter uh i like that you know just jumbo and akane going on a friend's date thing was way way cuter than anything akane could have manipulated him into doing so it was nice blue box basketball basketball Uh, basketball basketball
1: that's like the the...
0: that's what the series is about (laughs) Uh, chapter number 85 because i hate her featuring some kind of background uh like i don't know if this is a photograph yeah it's a, just, it's a live action uh, it's a live action uh, photograph that they drew the characters into it looks gorgeous yeah. though it's really nice looking uh so last time Taiki had to go to the tennis to <laughs>
1: Such a he had his, his two first hurt. He had to get his two first fixed.
0: Yep. Uh, so he, of course, is here with, as it turns out, Shinatsu's childhood friend, Yumika, who is working here. Uh, and uh, he was just like, all right, this is kind of awkward. He's sitting in the waiting room. He's like, all right. Uh, to avoid the awkward uh, tension i'll uh i'll turn on the tv and then she immediately is like you can't touch the remote without permission and he's like there's a sign that says i'm allowed to use the tv <laughs> I love it. he's like but the
1: sign says
0: <laughs> oh no she doesn't like me doesn't like me she really doesn't like me oh man oh man uh a leads him into uh, the waiting room and she points out that he's wearing mismatched slippers which ah, God, it's such a weird thing like to like get into like you know the way that like doctors work in other countries and stuff it's like oh the slippers are provided by the, the dental place so you don't like you know walk around in your shoes and stuff so they provide them that's why he's got mismatched slippers and she points that out and he's like oh I'll fix them and she's like no it's fine just go in go in Um, and uh, so he gets uh, taken care of Um, he pays less than $20 for his to get a filling put in
1: what a world
0: Ah! Ah! (laughs) so uh, but he's told that he needs to come back uh, for further treatment and he realized like I guess I'm going to have to like keep on seeing her Um, and so he's like oh I guess I'm going to keep on running into this awkward situation he does wonder what happened between Yum- Yumika and uh, Junatsu uh, and uh, he goes to the vending machine outside gets some juice Yumika has come outside too and she says you're going to drink juice right if you've had a dental appointment he's like no it's tea so the tea's got sugar in it Oh,
1: that's that would be so annoying. Um, but at the same time, you're like, well, what can I say? I literally was just in there for dental problems. I really can't be
0: like, yeah, he really was. <laughs> just imagine like all the guilt tripping you get when you go to the dentist. I've got to go to a dental appointment tomorrow. Oh, wow. by do, the you way. Hope do you hope it's $20? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I actually do have oh. dental coverage, but uh, I think I'm still going to. Yeah, so. Um, but uh, you know, just imagine like you go to the desk, and then like they follow you outside just for a little bit to the kill trip, and he continues like, ah, please stop. Um, he Taiki, bless him, tries to reach out a little bit, establish some form of connection. Uh, because you know she's like, yeah, I just work part time at the desk here, and he says, oh, so did you, do you want to earn your own spending money? Is is that why you quit the team? And she doesn't like really respond she pauses while she's like adjusting the sign outside and he said oh uh yeah it was kind of like to me to ask i'll just go and you make a stop says it's not like that i quit because i started to hate shinatsu and i was sick of basketball i just didn't care anymore uh and Teg, he's like what what there's there there's there's no way you just like and she says what you saying you can't believe someone would hate your girlfriend. And Taiki justifiably is like, it's, no, I just kind of thought that they were really close in junior high. Um, but he thinks about it for a second. He says, you've never told Chinatsu senpai any of this, have you? And Yumika says, I have. Interesting. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so Taiki leaves. Uh, when he gets back home, Chinatsu's uh, uh, kind of hanging out outside. Uh, and, you know, just like, oh, it's cold out today, isn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of going on a walk. You want to come with? And so they go walking together for a little bit. And they're just kind of like chatting uh, while they just kind of wander around. Uh, and Taiki is kind of left to think to himself, like, I probably shouldn't mention that I saw Yumika, Which... I don't know, dude. Like,
1: it wasn't. I was going to say, I out. would have mentioned it offhandedly, certainly of just like, yeah. oh, hey, I was at the dentist. And I guess I saw because it can easily sound. I mean, I'm just thinking of this now in the context of this is a romantic drama that we're reading. I'm like, it's so easily going to be able to come out, though. Like, oh, hey, I saw you. And they're like, why 100%. did you see her? Be like, I was at the dentist. Like, Why didn't you tell me? Like,
0: yep. Or if, she, if Chinatsu finds out through someone else that, like, oh, or like, you know, the next time that she runs into Yumeika, was like, oh, yeah, did, 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 did. so, yeah, now yeah, your boyfriend knows that I blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was just like, wait, what? And, oh, Taiki didn't tell her. It's like, you know, it's. It, I understand Taiki's reluctance from a real life standpoint of like, look, I don't necessarily want to, like, get into this you know, this is probably a touchy subject for Chinatsu and I don't want to interject myself into this. I just know from, you know, having a long relationship with my partner, just like I talk to her about everything. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. why not talk about it? So, uh, it feels like it's going to come up at some point in a way that's negative to Taiki, even if it's a very brief problem that comes up. Um, they kind of talk about just stuff for a bit. Chinatsu mentions she smells like curry, uh and like shampoo and Taiki brings up like he's saying that you smell shampoo is actually kind of creepy um and uh Jinatsu says as they're kind of going through the neighborhood you know when we were on the observation check deck before there were just all these individual little points of light and now we're actually down here where it's so dense and I feel so safe. It's like that's Junatsu, just like weird those weird moments of introspection like that. But I totally get that. You know, like it's a that's a cool like thing. Like, oh yeah, this is the, the change of perspectives have an effect on her. Um they cut they pass by a dog that goes crazy at Junatsu and Junatsu's like, oh it's so cute because she does a care. Um and uh, she apologizes to Taiki because of, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry that for the things that you make us said, she hurt your feelings. And it's like, Taiki, just bring it up now. Just bring it up now. She's, she's mentioned you Mika. you can bring it up now. You can bring it up now. You fool. Uh, so he says like, you, you, you played basketball together since you were little. And she's like, yeah. Uh, and she's always been a really intense person. And like, you know, when I played with a ball, when I was a little kid, I just wanted to not, like throw it around and stuff. But then I saw pro basketball on TV and it was a big shock to me. And she immediately really wanted to do it. So, her mom took her to go try out plays. I think it's very basketball cute that,
1: like, kid Chinatsu uh, referred to herself as Chi. She's like, mom, she wants to do this too. <laughs> it's very sweet.
0: Yeah. That, that's, that is apparently a big little, th- little kid thing uh, in Japan to refer to yourself in the third person. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, Chinatsu was like totally awestruck again when she got to the gymnasium and she saw like, first thing you make a, playing basketball and being like freaking dominant, you know, freely going anywhere she wanted to, scoring with ease. And when Chinatsu saw her, she was filled with Im- admiration. Uh, and Yumeka was also the first person to approach Chinatsu when she was just kind of standing in the doorway. And <laughs> in a very weird moment, Yumeka go- goes up to Chinatsu and just immediately says, you look like a piece in the game of life. And yes, that game of life the board game game of life because <laughs> she's got a big head with hair that makes her head look bigger so she looks like a peg that you yeah. put in the car
1: <laughs> when you see like the shot she says it and you're like i i can kind of see it very stringy yeah
0: yeah yeah, she's very thin. Uh, in this moment, yeah, so she does kind of look like it, and I do like that with the justify. Like, what the hell do you, it? Why would you say that to so many? it's like, I mean, I played that game yesterday, which is like, yeah, that is how little kids think. It's just like short term memory. It's like everything you suddenly relates to stuff that they. Did, that I'm like,
1: actually so. kind of intrigued to find uh, out this coach who does not actually have a face. They are a faceless person and just has "coach" written across their face. This Eldritch Bean that taught yep. these, uh, what like elementary schoolers how to play basketball i
0: am the coach
1: <laughs> i am a being simply known as coach i am as all that was that coach and all that ever shall will coach
0: game on oh. yep intriguing stuff happening yeah. going on here i look forward to uh, more stuff happening finding out more about this you know what
1: i enjoy nick a real good What's puzzle that, with an adequate solution
0: Oh, boy. Uh, you might like some of this chapter <laughs> of Cypher Academy. <laughs> chapter number eight. The dangers are wars. The, Isn't watchers it the dancers are wars. are wars. I can't read this font. <laughs> the typeface is inverted so that it's white on black and that makes okay. it harder to uh, read. Don't do that
1: to your voice. You still have, like, another series to through.
0: <laughs> I can do this as much okay. as I want to. Uh, okay. So, uh has going to go and talk to go- to gogoi oh he's got to find out what room she's in again this puzzle is really dumb and it was specifically said in the explanation that follows it that you have to work backwards from knowing the solution which is only justified because of a Erero has just like solving instincts where he just knows the right moves to make. And B, the fact that he's done this whole figure out which class number it's, it is before. The dots that are in a pattern, as it turns out, are the tops of a formation that is, when connected, spells out Roman numerals. That's the solution. It is an immense leap of logic to make it, even if you work backwards from knowing yeah, what solution. I get it. It's a jigglypuff.
1: Like. You're from above. I- <laughs>
0: It kind of is like that. Yes. Uh, Kagoe is eating some food. Uh, Big
1: honking yep. fucking corn dogs. Basically, it looks like like obscene that have like eggs and shit on top of them or, or some kind of extra little thing. It's it's very, very extravagant. Yep.
0: Yep uh Iroha says that he was motivated because he's been working with Toshisai and Karuri uh so you know he's like oh yeah I wanted to really solve stuff fast and he explains how he solved the puzzle then Kagoe is like oh brilliant and since we have some extra time here's another code it's not a code it's a puzzle uh the math puzzle (sighs) here take these four sticks and make five squares this is bullshit <laughs>
1: no it's not nick it solution, makes perfect sense this
0: it's bullshit the puzzle is take the four sticks and make five squares not draw your own lines <laughs> in say, there to is make there five is no point does
1: anyone really like when it's first set up like you got to make it look like five and it's like oh i'll just all the extra lines you're like yes that does work but like
0: (laughs) that does make extra lines yeah uh so the solution is if you arrange the the sticks into a quadrant like you know an axis then the angles between them are right angles, and in geometry, you indicate that by drawing a square on the angle so you know it's 90 degrees. But wait, that's only four squares. <gasps> Not if the imaginary already squares then themselves are formed into a fifth big square, which is what happens when you put four squares next to each other. Puzzle. So, the, so that's what. <laughs> So that's what Iroha does. He makes zero squares, which is also five squares. And then Kogoe says, oh, I was actually expecting that you would reform them into a single square. So that would be one square. And then the right angles and that would be the other four squares, which if you're going to do that, then based off of their combined logic, you could have had the, the sticks overlap slightly like this, if my camera catches up and then by your logic. You would have four right angles in each of those corners and then the one big square and then the four big squares based on all the right angles. So you would have that's 21 squares. squares that are 20 of which are bullshit. I hate this. So <laughs> that's that's my big thing for this chapter. They talk about stuff the big thing that is happening is, Hey, there is a viral dance video that's going on right now of this person, in, like a gas mask doing this really complex dance, but it's actually a code, I think. Uh, and so it's like, Oh, what could it be? could be it like, and, uh, Koi explains like, Oh, it could be like semaphore, you know, like where, you know, you, you, where you have like flags. And so the, the formation of the arms is actually a code potentially. So, uh, there's a reference to Catherine Dance, which is a character that I've never heard of. Anyway, cut away from there. Toshusai is, pardon me, talking with her uh, her cohorts, and they're thinking about like, okay, so Ero has in a meeting with Kagoi right now. She's probably going to actually have him take part in actual combat, as in like the the yeah. puzzle solving has consequences this time. Uh, but Toshusai says, "Look, I lost to him." You tied with him, so we don't really kind of have a right to interfere in this. So, Tayutan, we're going to rely on you. So it's ponytail. I
1: love it that the one's just like, well, I don't really think that was a draw. And in your case, he violated the rules regarding Mm -hmm. war weapons. And I love her so much. She just has this fucking sarcastic She's so good. Sure would be nice if you could lose by disqualification in wars, too. Like, she has no time for anyone else's bullshit. She's really like, every time I see her, I just imagine she's like gripping like a roller in her hand that's exploding because she's (laughs) gripping it too tight.
0: Toshisai might be the closest thing I've had to a spirit <laughs> animal in, in a manga that we've covered. Just like, no, nah, fuck is this. So annoying. She has <laughs> to deal with so
1: much nonsense around her.
0: Iroha demonstrates his dance skills, which were pre-established in like chapter three of the series that he that he is a, a more than adequate dancer. And he also demonstrates that he knows a bunch of different styles of dance, apparently. Uh, so there's just this like two page long montage and demonstrating all these forms of dance. And that's all that it is. Uh, and uh, he, he finishes it with a joke that I don't understand. Uh, so uh, they talk about stuff. They talk about uh, their theories on what the code could be. And they kind of break it down into like, OK, it probably has to do with like a letter system or like a syllabary. So like certain things are associated with certain letters or syllables. Uh, and they go over that. Uh, and, uh, Iroha is thinking to himself about like, you know, what, what, whether this is kind of like overwhelming for him, but he says, you know, honestly, I don't understand all this stuff yet, but even if it's not a whole war, if I can stop a single violent military operation, then I'll be happy. And it's like, yeah, it's a noble thing. Like, Hey, if I can like prevent people from getting hurt and dying, that'd be nice. Even if I do it literally just once.
1: If you are curious about what that reference was, Nick, of course, you can go to Professor Kigowi's One Point and explain that it's a reference to RRR, the movie. There you go.
0: Yep. Which I haven't
1: seen. You don't have three hours of your life Uh, to move for another movie? Okay.
0: Nope. Nope. Batman versus Superman. Uh, Dawn of Justice. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh, So Iroha says, like, you know, this dancer is like incredible. I was a cheerleader in junior high. Oh, there's the background. Uh, But the most I could really do was just kind of copy movements, which is perfectly fine for what they were doing here. Because there's the other clue. That's the clue. Iroha wasn't just demonstrating styles of dance. He was copying the dance in the video. Uh, And so he's like, you know, I feel like this, however, is not revealing a military strategy. It's an SOS. This person is asking the world for help. And that's where the chapter ends off. We're given the difficulty level for the puzzle, which I am pleased to report. I have not solved. But as you might have found out, if you had joined us over on the discord server, which you can find a link to, which is posted under the YouTube video, I figured out what the clues were, which is that if you look closely at Yeroha's hands during this dance sequence, he is making signs with them. Uh, at first I thought that it might be American sign language, but certain hand symbols didn't work. So someone in the Discord sh- uh, sort of pointed out, well, then it wouldn't be American Sign Language. It would be Japanese Sign Language. And indeed, the symbols that didn't match up in ASL do work in JSL for the celebrity that, uh, The uh, s- signs that work for syllables. Nick's still so, piecing this together. Uh, I don't know how many... I don't know how to... How, what all the... I, I did not bother to to finish translating it because I was like, "Oh, great! Then I'll have to figure out what Japanese word it's a cryptogram <laughs> for." Good yeah, I for like, me. Get to do the work <laughs> that the main character is going to do in just like three days. Uh, so, in contrast to the other two mini puzzles, this one's not total bullshit. I feel like there are actually enough clues that you could, if you put aside all put all the time into it, actually solve it. All right, Nick,
1: let's talk about uh, Yinka and Luna.
0: Yinka and Luna. Uh, So the quest resumes without two of the original party because uh, Anemone uh, needs to heal up her eyes and Beretta is uh, taking care of her girlfriend. We didn't even need them. Get out of here. Get out of here, kids. Chapter 18, the city of Bounty. There is kind of a cute moment where like Beretta like carves up an apple for anemone and she's like, this is kind of lumpy. It's like, yeah, it's because <laughs> I'm bad at peeling fruit. It's, like, it's okay. You're yeah. trying to do something nice. Uh... Gink, gluna luna is uh already feud feuding with the guard guy who came with them there's kind of a funny moment where like uh she throws the bag at his head and then they start throwing it back and forth at each other because none, none of them want to carry it and gink is just like will you guys stop doing <laughs> I that? that's like, I that's stopped. why
1: stop stop throwing it back and forth <laughs> uh
0: they get to a city and there's no one there there's a cute moment where Luna is like, maybe they're underground, and just lifts the fountain in the middle of the town square over her head to look under it. Um, the guard guy is like, I don't trust wizards. I never will. And that includes you. And Luna's like, were you saying something? Because they're eating and she's distracted, so whatever. Someone is watching them from the bushes and even has one of those like eyes peering out of the bushes in darkness uh, moments. Um, and then they get to Another town, which is full of people. And there's a festival going on uh, because there's a revivetide oh. happening, which Luna has never heard about because, you know, she's she lived in the mountains by herself. Uh, and there is a little show being put on for kids that is talking about this kind of telling the story behind this, which is about the revival of Magaraka. A long time ago, there was a kingdom of magic known as Varokia. All the people were magicians and they used their magic to enslave other lands while they lived lives of decadence. They were greedy. They rewrote laws of man and nature and life and they incurred the wrath of the gods and so Magaraka emerged and swallowed the kingdom in one bite. And so we show our gratitude to the gods who have given us the blessings of nature mm-hmm. and magic. There you go. Quick, quick backstory there. I like how Luna's just joined the crowd of kids and she's raising yeah. her hand for I first, like, and I want her children here. stop that. <laughs> um, and, uh, so they're surrounded by people and Gink is like, God, I hate festivals. They're all, I, I hate people, which same, I, I get, I hate being around crowds too. Someone in a stall says everything is free and Gink is to be like, this is awesome. Festivals are great. I love free food. Um, which uh the guard says like look we can like pay you and uh the people say no 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 no! we've got so much food now we've got all these blessings because of our magician friend and oh my god there's a fucking pied piper (laughs) uh uh he he summons like a tree with his playing uh and these, they say, like, oh, he speaks of the magician Nosferatu. This guy's name is Nosferatu. No warning signs at all. Yeah, I assume in
1: their universe they don't have that name.
0: <laughs> yeah. They don't have movies here. Uh, and, uh, like, he's been healing people of their illnesses, providing people with plentiful food and stuff like that and he's been asking for nothing in return so like
1: what a great uh, guy love this dude perfect 10 out of 10 no no criticisms he's great that's that's
0: essentially that's essentially what luna says and geek is like maybe he's mentally ill (laughs) if he's doing
1: all this for nothing (laughs) he's so greedy i love that that all those responses always come from this thing which is giant eyes and a little big curly mouth like boom
0: yeah (laughs) got him uh, Luna spots that a little kid is going to cause trouble. Uh, she freaking snatches him up by the ankle uh, and picks him up from the ground because uh, she realizes something has been happening. But she immediately covers for it by saying, "Like, oh, uh, this is no place for a kid to be playing. Ah, uh, didn't I tell you to find an inn to stay at? You're in trouble, Mister." So everyone's like, "Huh? Okay." Uh, the guard chews out Luna for for doing this. So everyone's like, "What are you doing? Grabbing a kid?" Uh, but she said but the kid says I could have finally avenged them you fool and he just flashes the knife that clearly Luna had spotted before so he realizes okay he was trying to kill the magician for some reason they ask for an explanation and he says look it's gonna happen to the town that jerk he's gonna eat everyone and then he's gonna Whoa. eat me
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> good like this is like a cool setup like i like the relationship that kind of goes on between uh luna and uh new guy whose name i don't remember but he's the quiet guy who hates magicians it's a cool dynamic like this is Mm -hmm. i think this is more my speed when i'm coming to read this series which maybe other people don't dig as much but i'm certainly enjoying this right now
0: it's a pretty breezy introduction to like the plot and, you know, lore and everything like that. So it's like, it feels like we're not, you know, at a big moment right now, but that's okay. We just came off of a big fight scene. Uh, so this is a nice way of kind of yeah. getting worked into it, but huh? I have a puzzle for you, Quinn. Okay. okay. For you. I'll do my best. Okay. Uh. Philanderous Punk Parentheses, not that one uh, Participates in plot To pilfer From Pulse From Pulse
1: Pulse Oh, was this um Was this based off of real live events? Okay, okay No No, 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 it
0: has nothing to do with that Um Philanthropy Or, what was it? philanderous philanderous punk punk participates in plot to pilfer from pulse
1: I might be stumped on this one I'm like trying to think of like I'm like MJF Mm. is kind of like he's not philander, he's just rich as shit and he's annoying um trying to think it's not Vince McMahon is it He's not a philanthropist just because he gave money away.
0: You're <laughs> not philanthropist. Philanderist. What's
1: philanderous on?
0: Is it based off um, the same kind of root as uh no no completely different. Uh it's uh it's someone who um um s- plays with the affections okay. of others. Okay.
1: It's not Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: <laughs> again, not based on real life events. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I don't I don't have an answer for this one, unfortunately. I'm sorry.
0: Uh I'll give you a big hint. Uh what's another word for pulse? Like
1: uh living
0: mm, Like physical pulse. Vitals. Uh so the answer is Shawn Michaels. Oh, uh, the
1: heartbreak kid?
0: Uh, who participated in a plot okay. to steal
1: his smile?
0: <laughs> pulse's heart. Pulse's heart. I have no idea. To get the to get the tile off of Bret Hart. The oh, Montreal Screwjob.
1: Okay. All right. It's
0: coming together. I guess I guess repeatedly saying this is not based on real life events is technically no.
1: I I I wasn't down that track. It was (laughs) I I have a wrestler for you, Nick, and you have a minute to guess it. Oh my god!
0: I've been on a cold. You got this one. I got.
1: I feel like you got it. All right, you ready?
0: Mm, Let me see my own. You don't trust
1: me. Uh, All right, fine. Go ahead. Uh, Get ready.
0: I just like to have my eyes on it. Yeah, go Go. ahead. All right, are they an an active active wrestler? wrestler? Okay, are they yes. a male? Yes. Are they alive? Okay, have they wrestled for a major company in the last 10 years? I
1: believe yes, yes.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, were they signed to WWE in the 2000s? Uh,
1: yes, I believe so. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, were they a champion yes. in WWE? Okay, yes. tag team champion? okay uh any singles yes. championships uh world championship no
1: yes no, no. Yes, okay. no. Uh, Intercontinental?
0: yes no uh yes. ecw championship Ooh. <laughs> narrows it down uh, for you okay very much so uh okay um were they on loose yes. underground
1: <laughs> As in ezekiel Jackson? Not ezekiel jackson <laughs>
0: <laughs> god damn it who else is there alright uh, that's your timer fuck. You, get, you, get, you get one muscle. guess that was my big swing too shit uh, <laughs> I'm so glad I got that in because I would have just gone for him <laughs> you oh, would
1: have like you a hot dog to be like I don't even need the rest of this time
0: oh my god they were an ECW <laughs> 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 fuck um oh is it Chavo, it is Chavo Guerrero? Guerrero?
1: There you yes! go, Nick, nailed it.
0: <laughs> and he was on. He was in Lucha Underground, and he was attacked. Yeah, team he was Eddie. also yes. in
1: Total Nonstop uh, TNA. I don't know why I was about to use its formal name. It's Christian name TNA. Very briefly
0: before that, um, I did not even know he was ever associated with them. But there are so many people yeah. who were in and out of there.
1: And so. I think he. I think he.
0: But yeah, I guess he's technically yeah, not. I think
1: he best, also so. competed. Like like even within like the past five years, but to my knowledge, I don't see I, I don't like he's part of like the yeah. AEW Ring of Honor thing now, but I don't think he you know I I haven't seen him wrestle.
0: Yeah, he was one of the five hundred people who tried managing Andrade yeah. for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so happy with that the that. that's, that's awesome. the motivation, okay.
1: Nick? You're in this home stretch of the series you had to discuss yourself. So now talk about oh, this Super chapter, Nick.
0: Oh, it's incredibly gay. Chapter 65 of PPP, PPP. Mimi Mello at peace. They've got a fucking they're, shit. A yeah, the
1: cover page is like they're just sleeping in the same room, just like friends do.
0: Yeah. Yep. Just sleeping in futon side by side. I do love the contrast of uh, Meloli just like very, you know, together, like tucked into hers, and Mimi's just all over the place, it's just <laughs> sprawled out. Um, so, uh, there's, (laughs) they're in the Amazon, and (laughs) I have to say this right off the bat, because I (laughs) legitimately, there are people, they're looking at animals that are in the Amazon while they're on, like, some sort of tour, you know, Mimin and Maloli and their, like, assistant dude guys, uh, and they spot what they call an alligator, and either... It one of two things has happened. They have mistaken a caiman or a caiman—I forget what it's actually how you pronounce it—for an alligator, or the or Mapalo Five thinks the alligators are in the Amazon, which oh, they are not. Get him, Nick. Get him. Yep. Yeah, this is the weirdest thing the PPP PPP has ever done. Thinking that alligators dwell in the Amazon. So, uh, the mimin has gotten a melon from a which is very cute
1: <laughs> as you do is it's just a platonic friend she, thing
0: she calls it the mellow mellow melon <laughs> um yeah apparently things are going well because they've got you know a youtube channel for for everyone they're like yeah i think stuff's going well mimin has hired the guys who were previously you know looking after her and keeping her in line and now they just work for her instead so it's a nice happy little relationship that they have uh, Mimin's like oh here Melolin I got you a melon <laughs> and Meloli is very sweet about it because she starts to call Mimin by you know Odogami and she's like oh Mimin because they're on a first name basis now uh, and uh, Maloli's like I'm going to give you more melons yeah. well, she gets she called
1: more, by her first but... <laughs> name is surrounded by hearts and is excited yep
0: She's very happy. Uh, They go uh, into their, I don't know, hotel, apartment. uh, What's there? Uh, They're talking about, like, freaking the animals that they've seen and stuff. Uh, I guess... uh, Sadame. I've already forgotten his name. Sadame, I guess he visits. He has some some melon. Very briefly. Uh, Maloli and Mimin get into the bath together uh, for the least gay part of the chapter. Because uh, they're just kind of hanging out and talking in this bit. Um, no, she and, jumps up uh, real quick. You know, and she's like,
1: hey, you can't
0: do that. Yeah, she does. Uh, but Mimin uh, is like, oh, this is so fun. And Malaya says, hey, I'm glad that you're doing OK. And Mimin says, oh, are you talking about the Amazon or, or my mom? <laughs> it's like she's clearly talking about your mom
1: yeah but with Mimin, you know you're working with like on a different speed here you gotta be like all right i gotta clarify here (laughs) your mom obviously
0: yeah uh mimin says i'm fine because mom didn't die to make me sad
1: it's a sweet sentiment which
0: is very interesting and revealing thing uh later on they go they go and look at some sunflowers and they're just kind of going around. Mimin's just living her best life. She's got her keyboard with her. She's got her. She hopes <laughs> to be her girlfriend with her. Um, and uh, Maloli says to Mimin, like, hey, I'm I'm sorry that I tried to make you sad in the past. And Mimin's being like, it's OK. Um, and she asks, like, hey, is it fun playing the piano now? And because uh, I heard you're studying piano at university. And Mimin says, maloli rather says, it is. Kind of fun. But then she says, "Mimin, you love me more than my piano playing, right? That's why I needed. That's why I realized I need to love my own piano playing, no matter how long it takes. And so I decided to look at that when I realized I can't love it now. I love your piano playing more than you. So even if you go to dangerous places, make sure to take care of yourself. Um, and Mimin says, OK, hey, let's play piano together. Just gets the keyboard out. And uh, they're like, yeah, we'll play Pavani for a dead princess. Yay. And um, they play. They literally make beautiful music together.
1: Platonically. And,
0: uh, platonically. We, hmm. And uh, we cut over and uh, Rage Rose wearing some headphones, so <laughs> that's where he's doing.
1: Um, so this is like a very gay and fun chapter uh, where we get to hang out with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, I have a bad feeling about this chapter. This a chapter lie. read to me like this series is wrapping up.
0: This this kind of feels like, like a- we might be. Reaching the end of this a This felt like a points. closure yeah. to
1: this storyline. And now I feel like we're going to do something similar with Ray Juro, And then we're going to have some confrontation between Gakwan and Lucky. And that's how we're going to close off this series. That's, that's just a weird vibe I got reading this chapter.
0: Yeah. I think that this is a very... I mean, I really like this sentiment that is shared between mm-hmm. the two of them. Where Maloli... She's not like okay with herself but she is at the point where she is able to fully admit that and she's able to say like hey look I'm making some changes so take care of yourself and Mimin kind of without saying it is like yeah I'll be here for you while you're working your stuff out It's it's
1: very 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 sweet good chapter Uh, we gotta talk about Mashal now Nick this is (laughs) 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 Mashal Magic and Muscles Chapter one forty. Mash burned dead in the ultimate form. I am currently torn between two worlds. One end wants me to say a lot, so Nick has plenty of time to rest his weary voice. Uh, the other part of me is like, oh my god, this podcast needs to end. uh So we'll see which one of those reigns supreme here. Mash gets cut. It's at his back, and he's like, I hate it when they're too strong. And he starts powering up, and he goes. Weakness mode, and like, what's going on? And he yeah. basically just empties his head and becomes kind of like a dummy. So every time like a sword hits him, he's just like, Whoop, and he's basically. And they say it's like, essentially the same as like trying to punch a piece of paper. Like it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. And they're like, yeah, uh, duel is like, yes, uh, cont- contraction is how muscle fibers first demonstrates its power. The greater the gap between the, cont- the, the contraction and the state of rest, the greater the kickback. And, you know, he gets hit and then just swings a big foot up and hits. And they're like, yes, it is the perfect muscular form. So... Doom reveals his trump card, his like seventh trump card
0: in this. (laughs) He really is to he really is just Taguro at this point. He's like,
1: boom, I this is all my power. I am I am unleashing everything I have for a brief period. I wield power beyond comprehension. And he's attacking Mash, and Mash just like jumps, like dodges onto the sword, is just doing like a gymnastics routine on it. And then
0: he kind of he kind of does the cat meme where he yeah. does the break dance. Uh, and then
1: like Doom throws a bunch of swords at him and impales him. So he's stuck between four swords and then on fifth one's coming at him. And it's like, what's he going to do now? And Mash does a perfect V-sit. So he basically like leans underneath it and his legs curl up around the blade. And they're like, wow, what an incredible gymnastic technique to perform in such a, a tight space. And now he's vaulting off and like all like essentially everyone but Dot and Finn give their little ratings which I do like the detail that called Aheada has to be like held up for this he's he's, he's real dying. jacked up but he's he, he is still giving a 10 out of 10 for it and Mash hits him Doom's like yes yeah, perfect just what i want and then Mash kicks him in the face is like shut up
0: <laughs> please stop talking about how much so doom
1: this. For the eighth time in this match, reveals his trump card and activates his (laughs) thirds. And he's like, I've summoned a copy. Every one of them is as real as I am. There's no way you can beat this. Show me you can surpass me, MASH. And MASH is like, you better not be stronger than me. Or else I won't be able to go home. And Doom it's like, <laughs> Doom is just speechless. He's like, I'm going to drag him into fights left and right because everyone wants to be stronger. Won't someone think about what I want. I want to end this so we all go home. And chapter ends with Doom being like, I like your spirit, but only one of us can be right. So they charge towards each other and we're going to have a big climactic maybe end to this fight next chapter. Who knows?
0: Maybe. <laughs> it is. It is a oh, funny boy. chapter,
1: there are some like, entertaining moments, I wish we had had Austin on this chapter, because I could at least point to things, and be like, see, they sometimes get jokes, that, they're silly, silly points yeah. sometimes, yeah. like the little gymnastics thing wouldn't happen in a serious manga like you keep seeing um, but I also, at the same time like, dude needs to just be done <laughs> like, I, I'm i not yep. that compelled by this man
0: Ha <sighs> Okay Let's talk about the Elusive Samurai. It's chapter 94, conversation 1335. The verbal confrontation between to- Tokuyuki and Tadeyoshi has ended. Uh, and so Tadeyoshi is going to go right back to his troops. He requests that Tokuyuki actually follow him part of the way. And he just says like, yeah, I mean, this way I know that they won't fire at me while I'm going back. Um, and Yorishika's like, yeah, I guess it's okay. Um, a bunch of the people are kind of unnerved. Like, oh, isn't Tokiuki going to be in danger? Tokiuki's uncle kind of points out, like, oh, hey, isn't that? The...? And he's just kind of like makes some weird observations to just kind of like distract people, just so they're not worried so much. Just to kind of alleviate the tension a little bit. Um, uh, Tadashi and Tokiuki kind of like talk a little bit more, like informally with each other now that they're not doing a big performance uh for the troops uh and he says like hey i'm going i'm going to win this battle tokyuki even should you defeat me here the ashikaga will rally and crush you and when that happens don't carry your resistance into the streets of kamakura i've worked hard to restore it and don't wish to see it burn so it's kind of like and there's moment bonnet because like i don't want Mm -hmm. i don't want that either so yeah they're they kind of hate each other uh, for a very good reason, but they at least both value that yeah. same thing. But oh <gasps> my gosh, this is a surprise attack, because Tadayoshi's plan w- had another purpose to it, which was just to buy time while an ambush approached from the rear. Uh, and, yeah, so I, just after this moment of bonding between Tadayoshi and Tokyuki, Tadayoshi's like, no, oh, just as plan, rides off, and Tokyuki's like, I hate you! Uh, and there's... Kind of just a, a moment where we get just a reestablishment of what Tadayoshi does, which is just play people to his pay off people's strengths and weaknesses so that he gets in an advantageous position with a character that's been dead for a long time at this point, whatever. So uh, he writes off, he declares the attack. We get this breakdown of like the force of uh, that, of the Ashikaga has been, split up so that they're attacking from all fronts because now they're attacking from all sides and they're also forcing the Hojo forces to go across the river into arrow fires. So they're in a very bad position. Everyone's like, my God, Ashikaga Tadayoshi is a brilliant military strategist. And just as I was going, what the fuck was the whole point about Tadayoshi being a bad military leader? If now we're getting all these points that he's a good military leader and the series does actually answer me this time <laughs> when I was like, what, aren't you contradicting yourself? Saying, like, no, 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 no. You see, you see, there's another thing. And so your, calms his generals by says like, look, I, I need you all to survive these forces for just an hour. They say like, look, if we, if we split the forces that we're going to get completely overwhelmed, and he's like, no, no, just, just for, for an hour, because there is a thing. There is, a reason why people say tadayoshi is weak in battle and his discussion with Tokiyuki revealed it. And we cut over to the Ashikaga forces on the left wing of this branching attack. Uh and uh there's uh some conversation going on between like a footman and the Hashiban of this group Mura Tokiyaki. Uh And they're they're just talking about like oh man you know the like your fighting spirit is so great and stuff you're so good and he's just kind of like picking his ears out and going being gross and stuff and um, oh Toki Yuzuko has just shown up at his freaking doorstep he's like uh, and he shows up and the guy doesn't even realize like wait a minute you're supposed to not supposed to be here for a second and he manages to gouge his own brain uh, because he's so shocked he's dead now he's dead yeah that is all the way up to the second knuckle that's deeper than your finger should go uh so he's like what what are you doing here uh and it turns out that when yasuye uh T- takuyuki's uncle uh had was talking with one of the soldiers about like oh hey what's that over there they actually had a conversation about stuff and the soldier said yeah my older brother betrayed the hojo and exiled me from the clan and he leads that army over there And he's unfaithful and he's quick to change sides despite being a strong commander. So Yasuiei has just shown up and is like, yeah, uh, I was just impressed with how Tadayoshi came out to parlay and I decided I wanted to try it myself. He pulls up a chair and says, why don't you join us? Because if you do, we'll win. And everyone's like, there's a bounty for this guy. We could seize him and capture him for for the reward. But we don't get to see how that uh, resolves. As instead, said, we end the chapter on Norishige giving a big inspirational go get him, tokyuki thing so that you guys, you lead the troops and we fight and stuff, and that's where the chapter yeah. ends.
1: We're moving less story along. Uh, it's an intriguing little thing. Glad yeah. the uncle gets to do some stuff, but we will move right along then to Black Clover, page 348. <laughs> Determined, Asta has shown up. It has saved the day. Uh, They're like, whoa, what's going on Again. with this? He's talking with Sabretooth, who is like, it's some kind of transformation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, From the look of it, like, it looks like one of a Chica's relatives showing her an illusion. And Asa's like, yeah, that's what I figured, because there's no way anyone would beat a Chica in a fair fight. So Beastmaster guy is just like, humans are weak. Look at her. She's pathetic. Even Watch that was painful. And all humans fear something, even you. So... Uh, the boogeyman turns into Asta's fear, which is Asta himself, but a, a self-conscious Asta who's like, I can never become the Wizard King. You know, well, I don't have, you know's talent talent. Uh, and it's it's, you know, Asta's like, oh, I was I didn't see it. I was being careful not to. What I'm scared of is my own weak self. And he cuts it straight in half. And he's like, sorry, I just got back from slashing up my own weakness. So you picked a bad time to come at me with this. Um, Mushu Katake who is a character name that I will do this once because it's right there on the page, and then after this, it's just gonna be old Mushu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's there, and he's just like, yeah, that's it. That dude, that Lydia, when he was training with us, he actually found it, his own missing answer. And we go into Asta's little, you know, thought process again, where he's like, I don't have talent, but that's why I have to get stronger, because I have to make up the work for all those geniuses who have everything better than I do. I don't have talent. I don't have time to waste. I have to get stronger. And if you lose to somebody, just get stronger than that person. Never lose to them again. That's the kind of Wizard King you want to be. Be determined to be the strongest and be like a cool big panel of like Asta's determined expression. Uh, And... The beast magic user is like in that moment, recognizing a tough enemy. Yeah, he like turns like a cat. He's like, uh, he's like, his fight instincts came in. He activates the beast magic move, holy hunting, and he's bouncing around. He's so fast. He's like, a human could never be a match for a paladin, let alone Master Luscious. And Asta's like, you know, he's calming down, he's getting ready. And Beastmaster guy's like, if this hits you, you'll instantly die. Very convenient. Uh, but that's just at this point I could see it and he strikes with Zetton in a big, cool panel. It's two page spread and we get like Zetton done in a very stylized font. Uh, as he, yeah, Good job, Ace. just slash this guy fucking right in half. Basically he does. It's just a big stroke, but it looks very cool. Like you just see the blood spurting like across the hand all the way up the body. Um, and they're just like, wait, the enemy's Yoyoku changed? No, reverted? And it's like, yeah, I bet he slashed only uh, he only slashed the magic of the paladin or whatever that thing is. That idiot was just overthinking it. It doesn't matter how incredible the spell is. All he has to do is spot the moment it's cast. After all, anti-magic erases magic. His anti-magic Zetan lets him move after his opponents tip their hand and win no matter what. It's the ultimate counter-strike. And then Asta finishes the chapter by saying, Sister, I'll save you now.
0: <sighs> hey, it just, uh, it's it's alright. You know, oh, it was kinda it's, cool.
1: Like I do I do I do uh, like okay. us focusing yeah. on Asta's self-conscious side but at the same time it also would not make sense to have him go through a whole crisis of faith in this moment so i like that we get to see it but then also get to see him conquer it like immediately like it does give a context to him and at this point like i don't know man i feel like getting upset about asta being super cool and strong and anti-magic at this point like that was a very valid criticism and probably longer than it should have been for us for this series but i feel like here almost 350 chapters into this i'm like Look, if I was that bothered by anti-magic, I just wouldn't read it.
0: I'm not going to double down in disagreement with you, but I will say that I have kind of mixed thoughts about this. (laughs) Yeah, Um, like I I, I, I do like this. I'm pretty much there with you in terms of like, I feel like this kind of, uh, you know, assessing his own fear plays out almost exactly the way that it should which is he's being confronted by this idea he's not strong enough and but he's able to overcome that because literally that's what he's been doing for this arc up to this point so of course he's able to do that but i kind of wish that it were a little bit less focus on oh you is so cool and i've been the wizard king stuff and more on like the stuff that's really been bothering him recently which is like i'm not strong enough to protect the people that I care about. Because that's the big thing that that is at the core of this. Like, he wants to be a cool Wizard King because then he can protect people that are important to him. And that kind of happens after the fact. Uh, And I just wish it had been tweaked a little bit. In a broader sense, yeah, I has got the Solve Everything ability again. And, like... The only thing I'll say is this this is very similar to the elf thing in the previous arc. Thus far, the execution of this has been superior on pretty much every front, but it is kind of having a lot of similarities in terms of mm-hmm. what happened there. So, uh, so I think this is fine, but I'm not super thrilled about it. That's fair, that's all.
1: All right, Nick, we got to wrap up with One Piece. We, we...
0: Yeah, it's t- t- One Piece! <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 1072! Hey, we, we see oh, how they wait. actually make
1: devil fruit weapons oh, memory. now. They just, I guess, put a fruit and yeah. have some old potions and then they pour it on. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. There
0: we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um. So, Bonnie has gone after uh, freaking. <laughs> Bonnie has gone after <laughs> <laughs> I just really like this image that happens right here. Uh, Bonnie's gone after Vegapunk, uh, but she lures him in by pretending that she has broken a bone yeah, somehow.
1: It looks like she de-ages herself, so she looks like she's like a crying child, basically.
0: Okay. And then, like, her eyes light up like the hunter has spied the prey, and she activates her aging fruit into distorted future, so she, gets, she basically takes this hulking form and goes after Vegapunk after luring him in um, and uh, starts wrecking shit. And Vegapunk brings up like, look, if you if you kill me, it won't solve anything. But uh, Bonnie stabs him with her pipe and uses her age skewer ability, which pops out uh, Vegapunk's age and turns him into a little kid in a way that uh, actually it's very similar to how her dad's power works. Hmm. Um, so she's turned Vegapunk into a little kid and he's immediately like, no, give me back my age and my experience and stuff. And Bonnie's like, look, my heart doesn't work on living things. Definitely shut the fuck up. Why would you kill my dad, you asshole? <laughs> um, we can't wait before anything stops there. Kuma's climbing up a wall uh, while Vegapunk insists to Bonnie, if I tell you it will only hurt you. I made a promise to Kuma that I would never tell you the reason why. And Bonnie, of course, is like, "That's fucking bullshit! <laughs> I <don't> believe that or <laughs> It's like you turned him into a mindless machine, took away his free will. He's—he's he's basically dead. Uh, you, I, you're a liar. My father would never just choose to die and leave me behind. You have killed him. And Vega Punk says, "Like, look, it was hard for me too. I don't want to remember what happened. He was a great man. He was my good friend." And I love him, but I can't tell you. Uh, And Bonnie uh, goes into child abuse mode, which is, (laughs) I don't know, because the Vegapunk's not actually a child, I think. Oh, it's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she gets... She hears a beeping noise and goes to investigate it and Bigby's like no no, no don't don't no, it uh it's, that's nothing it has it has nothing to do with with Kumara fucking paw print symbol like I shouldn't have
1: done that that was a dumb move on my part smartest man in the world and i really did a dumb move there
0: uh, Bonnie decays the lockup with her aging ability which is pretty cool Uh, opens up the door and there's just a giant pawpaw bubble floating in the middle of the room. Uh, And so she goes up to it and Vegapunk flashes back to how it got here, which is that Kuma had his memories pushed out so that he could uh, forget uh, something. Uh, And, uh, you know, that, that happened. Vegapunk says, don't touch it. That's Pain. It's, it's enough pain to be lethal. And Bonnie's like, no, it's not. I know my p- father's powers. So she reaches out for it. She realizes this is my dad's Aww. memory. Uh, meanwhile, Kuma is fighting with a, with a bunch of uh, Marines uh, who are trying to uh, stop him from rampaging through all the cities and stuff that he's going through on the way to Egghead. Uh Lucius and company have somehow made their way into the lab phase in the egghead dome uh, because apparently there was a systems malfunction. Mm. Uh, and now they're like, oh, well, shit, it's a good thing Z- Zoro and B- Brooke are down there, so they should be able to hold their own. Uh, but Vegapunk1 says, no, no, the odds are worse than what you think because the Seraphim have reached us to. We're fucking screwed. There's all these super elite enemies heading towards... Towards us uh so they kind of go over a bunch like a bunch of the situation um and there's like an authority chip breakdown thing uh and how bad things are uh and um stuff and sanji's like i want to do a thing because i'm a pervert Uh, just stuff happening brook and zoro are facing down against kaku uh who is like you know yeah You can't, you can't beat me. You can't cut me. And he's like winding his neck around in this weird, uh, pattern. And he has a technique called Gyro, which is pretty (laughs) great. Um, and, but, uh, Zoro's like, look, I've fought a lot of wriggling things on Wano and I'm kind of sick of it now. So I'm just going to kick your ass and get rid of you. Uh, he knocks Kaku on his ass. Luchi, which is in order to destroy the lab to the Seraphim. And uh, Nami start, and Usopp start to panic uh, and the lab gets cut apart and blasted apart by all their different attacks. The building starting to collapse around them. Um, and then uh, as Kaku starts to gloat over it, uh, Stussy bites him in the neck and he collapses. And Lushi looks to Stussy and is like, what are you doing? And Stussy says, I just put him to sleep. And now I'll ask you to do the same. And we are introduced to a clone of Miss Buckingham's Tussie of the Rocks Pirates. Yay. (laughs) The first first successful clone experiment.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Oh, boy. One of the most anti-hype moments in One Piece for me. I was just like... I knew it was going to be something with her, but I was like, God, I cannot tell you how much I don't give a shit about the Rocks Pirates. No, I think I was like, <laughs> I just don't. Oh, hey, Nick, it turns out this is also a side twist reveal that uh, Weevil's master, whatever her name is, that she was also part of the Rocks Pirates and because that's who this is a clone uh-huh. of because her name is Miss uh-huh. Buckingham. Uh, or Miss Bucky, I yeah. think, was the name she used. So there, now we have that revealed, too. I, I just, nah. eh, I don't know. I, I very much was just, like, felt.
0: But the lore, Quinn, all people care about is the lore. Pacing, who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, until we get whatever fucking flashback we're supposed to get about Rock's D or whatever his fucking name is. I I don't care about this. I don't I don't care about any part of this. Unfortunately.
0: All right, that is it for Weekly Manga Recap this week, everyone. Favorite chapter and MVP. What a weird roller coaster. We
1: yeah, it felt week. like we almost should have reverse the series order because we were much more positive on everything at the beginning. Yeah. Um, this one's tough. This one is yeah. tough. I think I'm going to give my chapter of the week. To Undead Unlock. Which was real. I know. Uh, here's the thing. My MVP 100% has to be Gentle. Like it just has to be. Hmm. And I'm also like. Does it also just win my chapter of the week as well? Because it's it's really really cool. Um, yeah screw it. I'm going to give it. I'll give both of them to my hero. My hero and then, and then Gentle are going to be my uh chapter
0: character of the week cool, cool. uh i specifically do not like double dipping uh i've done it sometimes before uh, i was tempted to in this case but i am going to make my chapter of the week my hero academia and i'm going to actually make my character of the okay. week be margaret because <laughs> I didn't expect the jumping over the police line and chasing t- the bad guy to save the day moment um i i always like the big unexpected thing uh things in different yeah. series so that's gonna be that
1: all right uh the audience by the way has a tie between undead Unluck and my hero for the chapter of the week and then gentle of course ran away with character of the week yeah be
0: respect gentle okay guys that is gonna do it for this episode of weekly manga recap uh it's been a two weeks one. since I lost uh, you, it just... or whatever.
1: I don't remember the name of the, how the song goes, but.
0: Something, something, Sailor Moon. Or that
1: might be a different one. I don't know.
0: Okay. Uh,. It's been Weekly Manga Recap here on Twitch.tv slash T for the live broadcast. That's right. We go live on Wednesday evenings here from the Streamy Times. If you want to know exactly when it goes live, you can follow us on social media at T, at Nick F. Time, at WMR Podcast, and also join the Discord server. Participate in conversations and chats about the chapters that we are reading, the series that we're reading for recommendation, etc. You can also participate in biweekly game nights, and again get alerts on that stuff. You can also be directed to the Google Doc maintained by Ninja X3I, which keeps track of all sorts of fun statistics, such as you know stuff that was covered at the beginning of the year that Nick will have forgotten about in one year's time. So look forward to 2024 uh, for that kind of stuff. As I forget about this whole bust thing on Spy Family entirely. 100%. Will you be able to
1: remember the Chainsaw um, Man chapter?
0: i don't know like it's a great (laughs) moment but it's a very innocuous moment you know so um we want to thank everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash weekly manga recap if you want to support the show financially uh and also be sure to check out the video version of the show on youtube.com slash weekly Monger recap the io version on podbean weekly manga recap.podbean.com and anywhere podcasts can be listened to generally itunes spotify etc and we also want to thank Milo Jack Stillitz and Dale Chitter for creating the opening sequence to the video version of the show and Steve Mann, whose title cards you can see on some episodes as well. His art can be found at twitter.com slash Steve Mann art and Steve Mann art pretty much anywhere that boobs can be yep, drawn just on.
1: Type air. it in. You'll find boobs.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not an exaggeration. You will like it. All right, Quinn. It's time to bring this yeah horse ride to an oh, end riding horses. i
1: horses, not know da, 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 da. dude they yeah behaved. you know what else has been real behaved Professor peanuts back there i really i have mean, he's, he's still back there, back there. He's,
0: he's still oh, back there not, yeah.
1: hold on, i'm mistaken he was never here at all
0: <laughs> ah that explains it
1: i really thought i was like look at my little man he's so polite and i looked over I was like never mind he left probably hours ago
0: <laughs> He's throwing like a bunch of plates. Oh, yeah, I right.
1: get outside and there's just daggers stabbed into pictures of me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll feed you now, Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you just, you just you pick up my subtle signals. <laughs> all
1: right, that's it, everybody. Bye.